11 o'clock comics episode 199 oh, oh snap <laughs> It's the penultimate episode. Yeah. Well, it was our last one, sure. Oh, wait. which it won't be. Unless. Unless. No. Is David sending out memos now? Uh, no, but you're, uh. You don't get the weekly memo? Who's the former manager of Flippin' Bones? What's his name? David. Oh! David. No. <laughs> Miguel? Oh, right. <laughs> I can hear the whip, the whip oh, cracking. Oh, 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 Shout out to Miguel. I, I miss Miguel. I do too, and he won't. Y'all working. He will not return uh, emails. I, I send him an email, I send him a Skype uh, I am. He just won't return. <laughs> it's okay. Shout out. I mean, Miguel, are you alive? Are you dead? We're not going to molest. Well, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Ooh. Are you salty? No, I'm Don't be mean to Alan that way. He loved us. <laughs> oh, he loved the attention. Oh, he did. Yeah, he, you could tell he was dancing on the other end. Yes, sir. Love that guy. All right, let's, let's get it on. Come on. We, I have a lot to talk about. Do you? Oh, nice. You want to talk about the uh, the new peanut stuff, right? No. The, the what? That doesn't it's, exist to me. See, it's funny. It, I, I realized that over the past couple of days, how Vince feels about these this new peanuts Very stories that they're going to tell. Yeah. How he feels about that is 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 not dissimilar to how I feel about before Watchmen. So yeah, yeah. But did, you know, did but did Alan Moore say? I don't want anyone else touching my character. Well, he no, he didn't. Is, so it was. Yeah. Wasn't that lifelike? <laughs> that was, that was you, awesome. you thought he was here, didn't you? I just didn't I, hear the poof of the like. rabbit hopping out of the, the, the hat in the background. But Sparky didn't By want way, anybody who, who else. Who are you guys? Oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock comics, episode 199, and I am Vince B. Yes, you are. Way to, way to keep the show on track, Jason. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm Christopher Neesman. Yeah, you are. I'm David Price. Oh yeah. And I'm Malcolm Jamal Warner. <laughs> oh, we're going back. Wait, is he doing something new now? Nope. Nope. Pulling it out of my uh, my, my databanks. Just been watching Cosby Show is or Cosby something? Show on TV no, you know what it was? Um, I, It stuck in my head because... Uh, no, because... um. Uh, my man Sean Pryor uh, on a recent episode had Joey Alessio on the Black Box talking about um, Red Tails, the new uh, Tuskegee Airmen movie, and oh, yeah. they were, they oh, were talking about the uh, what's that? Is he in that? No, no, but 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 Sean cracked me up because he was saying how there was another Tuskegee Airmen movie yes. back in the '90s on HBO, yeah. and Malcolm Jamal Warner was one of the stars, and that for some reason cracked me up. So he was Spawn, wasn't he? No, no, oh, dude. <laughs> That's Black Dynamite. It's Michael Jai just, White, I'm dude. just kidding. Come on. Jesus. No, you're not Malcolm Jamal Warner. You're Jason Wood in the Theo house. Huxtable. That's right. And this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by who? Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com, where you can score tremendous discounts on your favorite comic books and collectibles. Get this. This month... America's Got Powers, number one, from Image. By, so you're going to say America's Got Talent. No, like, oh, by, yeah, uh, no. by Jonathan Ross no. and Brian Hitch. I think I'd rather read a comic about that. 
well, 75% off. If you want it, it's 75% off. And all of the new DC trade paperbacks that are 50, new 52 related are half off. You can get that is, the bat. That is oh, that's, that's it is. Sweet. You can get the Batwoman hardcover for 50% off. I think it comes out like 12 bucks. Me too. The first Animal Man trade is $7 and change. Like Where, I bought it. Where else are you going to get that? I also ordered the, uh, Jack Kirby Challengers of the Unknown Omnibus, forty-five percent off. It's an omnibus. It's not. It's not uh, a showcase. No, no it's no, it's the same as the uh, Jack Kirby books that came losers, out, like the Demon and the Loser. That makes, yeah, that makes right. Chris happy. Oh yeah, yeah. And speaking of showcase, the uh, Sea Devils showcase is in mm. the previews. This. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Got to get it. Got to get it. You know what else? Rusty, is that Rusty stuff? There's some Russies in in there, yeah. Mm. You know what else they're offering from DC, which I'm definitely ordering uh, to celebrate the anniversary. It is uh, they have two PVC uh, Spy versus Spy statues. Ooh. <laughs> you do love that. Those are going to look tight and right in the Woodrow room. Tight and yes. right. So if you want, if you want to save money, and who the hell doesn't, check out Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. They're the best. Nice. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. All right, let's get through our uh, drink roll call events. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you lead us off? You, you know, still all the all the Christmas beers. Yes, I am. I I was debating whether or not to drink water tonight because I started a diet last week. What? See so you want to look good yeah. for us when we see you. That's right. I didn't want to hear you piss and moan because I love you and I don't like to you know set you off. So <clears throat> what I did, I, I have Yingling. Respect. Yeah. All right. You can't ever go wrong with that. I lost like four pounds already. Hey, nice. all right. Shoo, Jesus. I lose it fast. It's all, all the right. sex. All the sex. All the sexes. <laughs> the sex Sometimes with my own wife. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes, not even by himself. <laughs> uh, Mr. Woodrow, how about you, sir? Sad but true. Mr. Wood. Jason, buddy. Jason. Oh, hey, now I had uh, the mute button pressed. Uh -huh. <laughs> Um, I was saying, how about LMFAO being on the goddamn Super Bowl halftime? Dude, show? I know. Yeah. That was this. You, I, was, you just, <laughs> I was proud that I knew who they were. On one <laughs> hand, I was like, really? On the other hand, they're such clowns. It's kind of like what would happen if we got famous. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the thing that amazed me, it was like looking around like, yeah, we're here. You know, like they were so happy and yeah. their eyes are all well, bugging out. They're, they're yeah. on stage with Madonna at the Super Bowl halftime. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you got to um, admit, they're really hot right now. They are. They are. She's a smart anyway, woman. Um, I am not Satanist, but a smart woman. I am not as hot, and ergo, I'm I'm drinking a Heineken light right now. Ah, oh, snap. Ah, oh, snap. All right. Nothing wrong with a Heine. Poor Chris. He's so disappointed, but what can I do? All right. Yeah, I mean, you, well, I'm I'm used to it. You guys. Dude, I brought the, dude, I brought the pain on the holidays. I had all the holiday drinks going. I'm, I know. I know. So that's that's why I'm going to give you a little time. time. Okay. I'm going to make, make you pay for it. C2 I'm going to drink straight bourbon when I'm in Chicago. Oh, oh, like, I, got a, I got a flash See, break in, so hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah! Uh, you don't have to put friends. liquor in the in the flask, right? You can put like uh, wine in it and stuff, right? I try not to put anything Why? in there. With, with the you don't want to put wine in there, dude. No, no nothing. Uh -oh. Nothing acidic or or yeah. carbonated. Mm. I wouldn't put. So it. I got to drink that shit just because I have the flask. Yes, dude. That yeah, stuff is water, nasty. Water in it or liquor? What do you mean? <sighs> Man, dude, it's, it's it's paint thinner. I'm not drinking that. Go ahead. You do vodka. You can do gin. You don't have to do rye. Hey, can or you do triple B? Can you do cold gin? You can yes. do a slow gin fizz. I mean, go ahead. Uh, I am uh, uh, Menage a Trois tonight. 
Of All course. Right. Damn, it's a stand. It's an old standby week. It is. Which right. means Chris yeah. Actually, yeah. actually, it is. I, as a matter of fact, I'm I'm having a uh, a Blanton's neat. Nice little bit old school. It is old school. Old school drink roll call. So we're stuck. No yep. as, right. as our anniversary looms. Uh, is it an anniversary or is it a milestone? Well, or a milestone, or? yeah, there you it's go. It's a yeah. thing. It's just a it's thing. A thing. It, it's a thing we're going to quickly eclipse I was going to say, th- those, those, those wondering if we're going to do a big extravaganza, I mean, we haven't, we haven't really formally talked about it, but I, I think it's safe to say since it's episode 199 that we, uh, it's going to be just a regular episode. So I hope people aren't well, I mean, we always it. said that whenever we closed up shop, we didn't want to make a big deal out of it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> What we're going to do is we're going to take voice voice messages about how livid people are that Captain Marvel came back to life, and then we're going to have Chris get really drunk and then yell at us. Oh, it will be old school. Yes. Must have made oh, oh, some but, kind but, of impression but, on you, because you remember it. Well, hey, by the I, way... I wouldn't speak- have done this show if I didn't listen to that other show. Oh, that's funny. Um, speaking of me getting livid at, at you guys um, losing your damn minds, uh, I saw the... Um, uh, I haven't gotten my copy yet, which I should in the next week or so if they get uh, a new one back in at Challengers. But uh, the John Romita Senior Artist Edition uh, yeah. mm-hmm. That's all off the chain. It is. It, it looks gorgeous. It's amazing. It's it would be if you put a gun to my head and said pick your favorite between that and the Simonson because uh, I don't I don't own the Stevenson one and I never really looked through it that much even though I heard it was amazing but uh it it is it is amazing. Now, was and, the Stevenson one anything like the Dave Stevens one or <laughs> it was coming. I was just I I heard the fuse being lit when he said that. Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry Dave Stevens. Love you boo. Uh, yeah, I know. He's not boo. Uh, I'm boo this week. Uh yep. but uh yeah, the John the John Romita senior artist edition is absolutely amazing and if you don't recognize that he wasn't a mining artist for that character for a lot of people you have lost your damn mind can't can't you just say he was was, one of the finest craftsmen the medium has ever seen no it was whenever we recorded ac it's it's the most that anyone has has talked about 11 o'clock like before we recorded and it wasn't sal it wasn't tom but other people that came into the store that had listened to the episode that week and they said mm-hmm. tell vince and and david that they lost their damn mind because john ramita totally defined that character for a ton of people so no well i mean if there's people if there's people in chicago that say it it must oh be damn true <laughs> Jesus. He added the qualifier a generation. So yes, I cannot say that from from issue like thirty nine to yeah, which was like something. 16. So yes, so for a generation, yes. If if you came to Spider Man late, John Romita Jr. was your guy, just like for Vance. If you like thirty issues in, wait. No, see that that's how I qualify that that mm-hmm. statement. Steve Ditko defined the character for well, me. Steve Ditko was a co- oh sorry my phone is ringing oh uh, my Steve- god but but my oh, spider-man mm-hmm. ross andrew by that- far yes okay and that's and, and cool the, so i'll give them grist for the mill ross andrew is in my book higher than ramita senior okay i, and, I and, love and, ross and, andrew's and spider-man Nico- Nico's a you know co-creator of the character he is a creator okay the creator just, just, a, just didn't like even come up with the name wasn't even strong enough to come up with the name wow 
Oh, snap. Why are you shitting on Ditko these past couple not, weeks? I'm, I'm not shitting on him. Dude, <laughs> Zach Cruzy is, is, Zach is, is punching his, his computer right now. He's going to punch in the neck. Same Spider-Man. I mean, come on. He came up with everything else. Can we move on? This yes, is, let's, do let, let's do some productive stuff. Like, talk let's about some it. comics. I got stuff to talk about. Oh, do All it. Right. Do it. You want me to go in up in it? Up in it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to oh, take yeah. you on the way back machine. I'm going to take you on the way back machine. Interesting. How back far time, back? Back to a time when Vince Bizzle was sporting a mullet. <laughs> when oh, Dab yeah. had feathered hair. Oh. <laughs> when Dab had hair. When Woodrow had <laughs> a Michael Jackson jacket with buttons all over it. <laughs> when Chris was rocking the dashiki. <laughs> I'm talking about the 80s, baby. 1986 oh. on your ass. That, wow. that is, isn't that uh, the, the, the greatest year of comics? And that it no. is. And, and lost in that year of milestone comics is something that should not have been lost in the ethos. And I'm bringing it back tonight. Sonic right. Disruptors. ElfQuest. No. <laughs> no, all both worthy, but no. <laughs> Sonic Disruptor is not worthy of anything but ass advice. Trying to placate you. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop an, a creator's name on you who I bet most people listening have either a never heard of or b if they have heard of them, it's only because of this book. Ready? Do it. Peter Gillis. Oh yeah, I know where you're coming from. Come on. Yes. Peter B. We, Gillis. We who are about to die. Yes. Strike Force Moratory. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You love that book. Yeah. So now, again, talk about the Wayback Machine. I think way back in like episode 50, like the first time we ever did the Q&A, whatever that was, whatever episode that was, someone had asked us, uh, you know, what, what title from our youth would we, like that, would we like to bring back if we could and have it told in the modern style? And, and at that time, I said Strike Force Moratory because I, I love that book. And then really nothing ever came of it after it's uh, – it ran for 31 issues from 1986 to 1989. Um, Peter Gillis wrote about two-thirds, maybe three-quarters of them, then left. Um, and the original, uh, the co-creator of the uh, series was Brant Anderson, mm -hmm. who was very, very young. Uh, I saw a picture of him when this book was launched, and the dude was young back then. Um, and then Will Sportasio actually took over yeah. uh, to finish up the book. Um, but... You, I know you guys all know this, but for the people that, that, that don't know about this, um, this book, you know, in an era where we are very jaded about mainstream comics and the big two and that deaths don't really matter and that uh, anybody that dies is just going to come back in a year or two, um, I, I think a new generation of listeners doesn't remember or realize that um, that wasn't always the case. I mean, certainly it was always the case with the big characters like a Batman or a Superman, but um, for me reading comics, so in 86 I was uh, a baby. 12, I was 12, uh, actually 11 for most of the year, so I was 11 going on 12, and, um, and I remember picking this book up off the shelf, and it wasn't because I had any specific reason, like I didn't, I didn't know who Peter Gillis was, I didn't necessarily know who Brett Anderson was, but I was pretty much buying everything that Marvel put out then, so I bought it, you know, so it was a, you know, I was like, okay, what's this, this is cool. Um, you know, assumed at the time that it was going to be in, in the in the mainstream Marvel universe, but uh, but it wasn't obviously. And uh, so, what it is is for people that uh, that aren't familiar, it's basically a story set in the future, uh, in the 2070s, actually. <clears throat> uh, and it basically is a, uh, a, a an Earth where uh, about five years before the book takes place, uh, we were invaded by an alien uh, group called the Horde, who were uh, fairly typical. 
I would say, uh, group of, of villainous aliens, not dissimilar to like uh, what you might see in like the John Carter mythos, or like um, like like the 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 aliens you might have seen in like a Voltron cartoon. You know, they were like orange skinned, bestial looking humanoid, uh, uh, almost sort of a quasi barbarian, but also very technology uh, enabled. Uh, and they come to Earth balls and it's on kind their of, chin. What's that? Yes. When they have their yep. balls on their chin. And they stuck yeah, exactly. in their nose. <laughs> And they come to Earth and they basically pillage Earth and they basically just set up shop and they're they're really just literally trying to strip mine us of all of our of everything from from humans to food to fuel to natural resources with the idea that uh, that are just going to drain us dry until uh, it's time to move on to another planet. Um, and we're getting our asses as a civilization. We're getting our asses handed to us. Um, and uh, and really, there's almost no hope. Uh, and then a a doctor. Um, a doctor uh, comes up with a process uh, that he calls the moratoria process, and moratoria is a Latin term, um, which basically what it does is it allows him to, uh, with a very select number of human beings that are eligible, uh, I think they say it's like less than 5% of the populace, but um, he can give normal humans superpowers. Um, but the catch, of course, is that uh, the process makes your uh, your body unstable, and so as a result, the powers burn you out, such that you will absolutely, with 100% certainty, die um, roughly within a year of getting the powers, or sooner, depending. So um, it basically becomes a story where these these uh, people are uh, identified as being eligible, and then they choose to basically enlist or be conscripted into uh, a new strike force to fight back and save humanity. Um, and we're jumped right into the book, uh, into the second class. There's a first group that is wiped out, um, and we're given their backstory, but we're never really shown the characters much in detail. And we're introduced to a new group um, who are very regular people, uh, and we get to know them. There's, <clears throat> there's, uh, there's, I think, um, I guess it's fair to say the, the, the main character, if there was one, of the first few issues was, uh, was Viking, uh, Harold Everson. Um, who's kind of who they tell the story through, and he's a very patriotic guy that uh, is just just dying to get out there and fight. And, and uh, as they're training him, he you know he a couple times tries to you know break out of the facility they're keeping him hidden in and fight anyway. And uh, uh, and and then there's a bunch of other characters. There's a you know a homely girl that becomes beautiful when she gets the powers. There's a, um, a a young black girl who gets a really cool power where she can basically she concentrates, figure out how something works. And then figure out to, how to like so if she if someone's dying she can figure out what kind of disease they have and then her body can manufacture the cure, wow. um, which is really cool. Like I, I was thinking about, it. I don't know that we've seen anything quite like that since this book. Um, there's a, the obligatory strong what guy. I'm um, oh, sorry, uh, Elixir from. Uh, okay, yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. That, that it's almost, like, almost like Forge's so. power in a way too. Yep, yep. Um, there's the obligatory strong guy. I know. The, what's that? He said who. David hates the uh, um, indigenous peoples. What's your deal? What's your deal with Forge? <laughs> oh my God! When I get into that, he's an Indian. Wow. David it's, hates them. Wow, you hate Indians? He that's does. Not, it's like John Wayne. It's just <laughs> there's a. I say there's, there's the obligatory skinny guy who ends up becoming really strong and giant. Um, you know, there's the <clears throat> there's the woman who sort of becomes the team leader. But the, the net of it is, it's a it's a diverse. Uh, you know, an ethnically and racially diverse group of characters. Again, not dissimilar to other groups of the time. You know, in '84 we got the New Teen Titans. You know, we obviously got the uh, the New X Men. So it's 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 along that trope. But but I think you know it's there were pretty memorable characters. Um, and the cool thing is, as you're reading this, even though they tell you at the start, look, they're all going to die. You know, you're thinking because you've read comics, like, well, they're probably going to find a way, or because you know the doctor's always working on refining the process. But sure enough, as the book goes on, they damn sure die. 
And some of them get killed in battle because they're fighting. <laughs> at most op- inopportune times, I remember. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's crazy. Like, and and, and the, I remember the first wow moment of the book for me was um, – because they tell you the whole time it's like it'll last a year. Um, and again, now as an adult, I might come jump to the, the leaping conclusion of, okay, well, it's like around a year. It could be earlier, later, whatever. But, you know, when you're an 11-year-old kid, you're like, okay, they have a year. And you're thinking it's like a clock, like a spawn-like clock is countdown. <laughs> But, uh, but you know, like in one of the first issues, like somebody dies, they yeah. just burn out. And you're like, oh, snap. So much. They ain't playing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's just it's really, really it's really well done. Um, and and the reason I'm talking about it is because this was one of those books that came out. I think all of us in our generation or a lot of us read it. Nothing really ever came of it again. They didn't try and reboot it. They didn't relaunch it. They didn't do a modern take of it. I think there was another there was a like a follow on miniseries. um uh, like a year or two after the first one ended that I don't, wasn't very memorable as I recall. Um, but it's been at least, you know, almost 20 years and uh, lo and behold, Marvel put out, um, trades of, of the first, uh, two yes. volumes so far. You know so, why? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I, of course my, my instinct when this happens is always that they must be getting ready to, they're getting ready to back. reboot. No, it. I, I think uh, it's copyright? been optioned. It's been optioned for a television show. I think it's in production. Yeah. And they also, don't they have to, oh, you know, yeah. yeah. To like keep the rights, don't they have to, have to print, print like something every year? Yeah, like I looked. Up, um, in in two thousand and two, there it was option for a TV show that never came to be, never came to be. Um, hmm. so I don't I don't know if it's back on the market. But anyway, I, I I saw the reprint and thought, number one, I have the issues, and these are easy. You could these are the kind of things we always talk about uh, bin diving at a con. You oh, can yes. absolutely get all thirty one of these issues at a con on the cheap. You know, fifty cents a copy. That, that would so you don't need to buy these trades, but the trades are it, the first one is uh, the first thirteen issues, beautifully done, um, and so I mean it's a pretty easy way to do it. And uh, and for you know I think uh, the way that people you know are today, I think it's 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 more than adequate to uh, buy the trade. But uh, but it's it's you know having reread it when I did get the trade, it's uh, it still holds up. I mean it's a really good oh, story, yeah. and it's got some yeah. really interesting components. Like um, after their first mission. Which was successful, um, you know. There's a whole thing in the next in the next issue of the series where they're just geeking out because remember these are just average people; these aren't soldiers. They're geeking out because they've had a comic book made after them that they create as a PR mechanism, and the comic is them retelling. But of course, the the best part is that as they're reading the comic, they're laughing to each other about how heavy-handed uh, and overly <laughs> verbose the dialogue is, and how there's so much, uh, there, you know, how there's, uh, you know, there's there's so much recounting of what's happening on the page, and they're just like, oh, I can't take it anymore. And it's very much like, you know, tongue-in-cheek, like self-critical at a time when comics were very much wordy, you know, at a time when, you know, arguably the most popular comic on the planet was, was Claremont's X-Men, and, you know, he was obviously the king of that. Yeah. So it, it just struck me as like this, Peter Gillis really managed to tell a, a a very fun story, but also like weave in some very sly commentary about the state of the industry, which, uh, you know, I, I'm sure at the time when I read it back in the day, it went right over my head. Um, but now again, in retrospect, it was pretty clever. Um, it was action packed. Like I said, crazy stuff happened all the time. People died, people fought, there was betrayal. Um, it was great. I mean, I, I really, it, it, this is definitely one, uh, especially after rereading the first 13, that I think it would be awesome to be redone. I think it would make, with today's sensibility and storytelling, you know, somebody with, ch- I mean, it would be awesome. Like, man, you could really do a lot, of, lot with this, you know, because the premise is pretty, pretty badass, you know? Depending on um, who did it. I mean, if they, Sure, sure. Let's just, I mean, if somebody like Jason Aaron got it, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Or, or that's you know, exactly or really, <laughs> I think it would be be nice to see. But I don't know. There's a couple of guys I wouldn't want to touch Strike Force 
you know. Well, right. No, I mean, well, near I, it. it goes without saying it would have to be a person that kind of gets the the concept behind it. But right. but uh, but no, I mean, it, it was it was it was a blast. Man, I don't know if you guys dug this when it was coming out back in the day. But, oh, uh, oh yeah. I I gotta say, it's probably one of the first books I bought that wasn't based on the art. Okay. I, I found the story extremely compelling, and and like yourself, I had to see what was going to happen next, and I, and I just loved those characters. I fell in love with them, and it was even more. It, it was like a, um, a reluctant love because I knew once I latched onto a character that the guys probably weren't going to be around too long. You know? Yeah, they go and, through. Um, I guess they go through. Uh, uh, what like eight generations? I think I don't remember exactly how oh. it ended because that's a little vague to me. Yeah. But. But they go through I, a bunch of generations. Because I was never a Neil Adams fan back there, and then, and I think the original, hmm. like you know, fifteen, twenty issues. It's it's very Neil Adamsy. It's it, it's 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 rooted in realism, and that just wasn't my thing. Yeah, but, Brent Anderson is definitely. Yeah, he. You could definitely say he was a student of that of that that right. uh, that style. Sure. But but I, I I now I appreciate the art. It's, I think it's very good. But back then, man, it was all about the story, and that was odd for me because I was mm-hmm. art's my thing, and and I always was. Yeah, it's a great little series. I'm glad they repackaged it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 again. It's definitely something. It's probably cheapest to just back in issue dive. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. looking to do it on the cheap. But you know, I think the, let's see how much this first trade was. It was uh. So it's it's wow, well, trades are expensive these days. Well, it's a uh, thirty-five bucks cover price. Ooh. Whoa! Yeah, so, you, you wow! Can buy two two runs for that. Four ninety-nine, really. Yeah. So yeah. you figure Amazon's probably Amazon or in stock. It's probably like twenty bucks. Yeah. So Still not bad. Much. Twenty bucks for thirteen issues. But you, I, that being said, you could almost assuredly get these this comics for less than a dollar fifty an issue at a con. So. Yeah. 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 Um, Big time. But yeah, yes. it was hella good. I really really enjoyed it. So. Since you have the Wayback Machine all warmed up and ready, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back a little farther. Do you mind? Oh, before my time. I'm going back to <laughs> May 1971. Oh, I wasn't born. It's before his time. Mine. It's before you know my was, time. I was you know a twinkle in my daddy's eye. In Let's May see. 1971. Wait, what were you doing? Marvel published the black and white magazine-sized <gasps> non-comics code of authority approved Savage Tales, number one. Oh, Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and what was in the first issue of Savage Tales? Come on, Mom, me. Mom. The origin of Man Thing. <laughs> ah, okay. Which was written by Roy Thomas and Jerry Conway, and illustrated by the ungodly good Gray Morrow. I oh, mean, uh, yeah. If am I cracking? No, no. If no, if no. you're talking underappreciated greats, Gray Morrow is pretty high on that list. This guy's fantastic. I mean, I love his space- everything about him except his Batman. Oh, really? Because I, his- he, he draws Batman with with eyeballs. He basically he draws. Oh Adam yeah, Batman yeah. And like you know, everybody else is all super heroic, and and here's Adam West. Yeah. I loved his space 1999. Oh my oh, god, man. did I love that book? But anyway, so now keep that date in mind. May 1971, right? The two books I want to talk about tonight were published in 1972. Okay? Astonishing Tales number 12 and 13. And you know what's important about these books? Now, uh, you had Savage Tales number 1 was the first appearance of the Man-Thing. But one could argue that the magazines that came out of Marvel were not so much Marvel Universe. They weren't canon. They weren't rooted in the Marvel Universe. Astonishing Tales number 12 is the first color appearance of the Man-Thing. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I knew I knew it, that. It, mm-hmm. it, it's uh, Astonishing Tales featured Kazar at the time. 
Yeah. So uh, you have issue 12, which is the first color appearance. 13 is the second color appearance. So uh, in a nutshell, you have two S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, Dr. Barbara Morse and her fiancé, Dr. Paul Allen. Uh, they're part of this Black Ops S.H.I.E.L.D. project called uh, Gladiator, which is really the Super Soldier project. And uh, they fly off to Antarctica. That's where um, Savage Land is, right? Antarctica? Yes, sir. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. they, they, they fly off to Antarctica to secure Kazar's help. Why? Well, they're trying to find somebody. A doctor who was working on a, uh, a modern-day uh, permutation of the super soldier serum. And you that know who that guy out. was? No. Dr. Ted Salas. Oh. Uh -huh. he, 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 he's been lost in the Florida Everglades. Can't find him. Where is and this guy? And how did he end up on? in Antarctica? No, he didn't. They want Kazar to come back to the United States you. with them. Okay. Yeah. And um, so after a little brouhaha at the airport after they land, Zebu goes crazy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, I remember, yes, because this is in the Essential Man thing, which I own, which is why it this is. is starting to sound familiar. Okay. Yeah, All Zebu right. goes crazy and he starts running after uh, airport. Uh, workers and stuff. <laughs> yes. uh, so they, they get in a helicopter and they go to the Florida Everglades, but on the way, they're shot down by AIM agents. The place is lousy with AIM agents. Nice. Why are the why are the AIM agents in, in Louisiana? Well, they're there for the same reason. They want to find Ted Salas, and they, they want that damn super soldier serum. But no one knows... Who doesn't? No one knows at the time that Ted Salas uh, was, fell victim to a very unfortunate... Um, let's say accident slash twist of fate in in trying to escape the uh, aim agents that were trying to get the super soldier serum he in because his wife or his his girlfriend ellen brant double crossed him he injected himself with this with the serum went off the road into the swamp and became the man thing uh there's a little bit of magic involved but that wasn't explicit in the first appearance it came later um, but the, the deal is, they're in Louisiana, uh, I'm sorry, they're in the Everglades, looking for Ted Salas, and uh, Roy Thomas writes another person um, into the story, Dr. Wilma Calvin, who was the coordinator of this uh, Project Gladiator, and she was shot in the back, and she's in a coma. She keeps muttering, Ted Salas, man thing, blah, 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 blah. And um, why was she shot in the back? This is the cool part. I mean, this story is, these pair of issues is, existed as nothing more than to get the man thing into the Marvel Universe. I mean, they could have done it in any book, but it's a nice little twist. Kazar does have tracking skills, right? By the way, killer cover uh, on that issue. Oh, my God, yeah. Big Kazar John. and Zabu big John, fighting alligators. It's awesome. Yes, Big John Basima. Um, and, and for the record, these two issues, uh, the uh, ele uh, 12 is drawn by Big John and Neil Adams. And this is where it gets nice. a, a little, <laughs> little, little sticky. Now, you know Stan. Stan was never one to waste a story. If he had a story in the drawer, he was going to pull it out and use it. He paid for it. Damn it, he was going to get his money's worth. Sure. And uh, Roy Thomas learned from... I don't want to say the best, but he learned from the shyster. <laughs> he almost did. <laughs> uh, how to uh, make the best out of any situation. So what they did was, now we'll go back to May 1971. After the first issue of, of Savage Tales, the magazine went on hiatus for two years until they brought it back with the more Conan-centric Savage Tales. But uh, the first issue was a hodgepodge. It was a little bit of Conan, a little bit of man thing. There's a bunch of stuff in there. And so here we have a story that was originally written and drawn for the second issue of Savage Tales that never saw print until much later, what they did was 
they cut and pasted it. They shoehorned it into Roy Thomas's story for Astonishing Tales number 12. And you can tell, not only is it drawn by a completely different artist in Neil Adams, but the proportion of the artwork is of a different size than your oh, standard comic book page. They shrunk it down so you have a huge white space at the top of the page. And it's even drawn in a style that was more in tandem with the uh, magazines. It's a grittier style. The, uh, Adams inked it, but there's a lot of pencil in there, a lot of gray, gray tones. And for the most part, the only color in it is yellow. I mean, they, they tried to blend it into the story by coloring the first panel proper i mean there's browns and oranges and, and greens but after the first panel it's all yellow and um you know i have to say i'm a huge fan of the man thing but this <coughs> len ween story is so shoehorned in here that they were just like the hell with continuity we're gonna make <laughs> it work because i mean uh, they're they're in the the uh shield compound and um they're looking over the body of uh dr calvin and one of the uh, doctors, Dr. Wendell, he says, you know, the locals, they're afraid of something in the swamps here. Uh, they say something burned the face of that poor girl, meaning Ellen, Ellen Brandt. And the, and the man thing's outside the window. And he's looking in at uh, the, the, all the, the people in there. And he's thinking, you know, something happened to me. And then, of course, they paste in the story that Len Wein and Neil Adams did where... Some of the characters that appear later on in the Roy Thomas part are completely unscathed. Like one of one of the local yokels is really an AIM agent, and he shoots the old woman in the back. But before he does that, the man thing burns the fuck out of his face. You know how he does it? He, he grabs him by the head and burns the shit out of him. Guy falls down. They think he's dead, but uh, so they, they drop their guard, and that's when he picks up the gun and shoots the doctor in the back. And later on, in issue number 13, he appears, and it's like nothing ever happened to him. He's a little ragged, but he's not burned. Like, Roy, did, did you not did you not read the story that was pasted <laughs> into, into your tale? I, Had it's to get shit tale. out, man. Had to get I know, shit out. I know. But, and you know, I, I have to say, oh, and you can tell there's one part where... Um, the uh barbara morris character she's a hot blonde right and uh one of the shield agents has her hostage and and he's, he's like you tell me where dr salas is or i'm gonna blow this broad's head off and he grabs her and she tries to get away and falls forward and he rips her shirt you could so tell that the art was retouched that neil uh, adams yeah. neil adams drew her with the boobies hanging out that's the first and last time he ever did that huh <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, because the magazines, as I said, were not CCA approved, so they, they could basically do whatever the oh, newsstand uh, would, yeah, but, would bear. Yeah, but that that time someone told him to do it. He wasn't just like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a great little story, but I have to say, um, knowing what came later, the highs that were hit with Mr. Gerber, Roy Thomas's man thing, it, it's not what we've known uh what we've come to know of, of the character right. um he's he's a bit too cognizant he, he's too animated at one point well, thank you for telling us not to go back and buy this comic from no it's 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 big john's art how could it, you and, and rich buckler helped him out on issue 13 so there's great art in these books and they're bronze age you got to read them they're good stories but it's fine but it looks pretty no, in hindsight, like I said, it was nothing more than a, a way well, to get the, the man. The thing. collector in us, there, there is, there is some collectivity to this book. Oh, sure. they're so good. I mean, I mean, the first, first, first in comics appearance of Man Thing certainly has value. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
at one point the man thing even tries to speak he, he's <laughs> he's trying he's trying to tell K uh, kazar and the group to, to get out of the facility because he's going to blow it up and he's like uh, uh. now that's a no-no as far as mr gerber's later developments uh with the character he's, concerned he was completely silent he right. wasn't he wasn't so much silent he was I'd call him perpetually befuddled. I mean, he the thoughts that he did have were were like slippery and, and fleeting. He he, it's almost as if he had to like man thing dementia. You know, okay. he 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 existed on the on the periphery of the stories. He was never really like like a a, a big muck encrusted highwayman. All the stories would would go on around him, but he would only cross those paths if he sensed strong fear right because that's mm -hmm. what the man thing reacts to fear he's he's almost like a bug you know or or, or some kind of creature that just acts purely on instinct there was yeah. really no no thought by the there. way i will remind you yet again vince because i think you haven't done this yet at some point maybe at c2e2 you will pick up some of the recent issues of thunderbolts and uh enjoy the man I, thing in the modern I day because i think uh, parker's doing an awesome job with treating man thing in that exact way Cool. I mean, they're traded, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I'll, I'll grab the trades. Sure, I like yeah. I like Parker. He's great. Yes, you do. And I heard the and I've seen from what I've seen of the art, fantastic. Oh, Declan is killing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's and great. Kev Walker on some of those, right? True, true. L yeah. Love the Kev Walker. I do. But I mean, David, listen to this. In in issue thirteen, there's a a blurb on the letters page, and it says. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, so Stan. Special announcement to Man-Thing Maniacs. We at the bullpen were so pleased with the literary and artistic accomplishments of Roy Thomas, Len Wein, John Basima, Neil Adams, and Rich Buckler on our unique Creature from the Swamp in these past couple of issues that we promptly decided to place Man-Thing in a series of his, its own. So, naturally, we're returning to the character's original storytellers for Savage Hills number 1, scripter Jerry Conway. Hey, and artist Gray Morrow to weave again their magic yarns. Where you ask? Even we aren't sure, but it'll definitely be in one of our presently featureless monster mags. Fear, where monsters dwell, monsters on the prowl, or blah blah blah. And it says, "Watch for it." Now we know. After this, Man Thing jumped into fear, where 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 it was written by Jerry Conway, but somebody else came in and totally made the character the definitive take. On the man thing, Ooh, and that was Mister Steve Gerber. I mean, oh. no, so nobody Gerber rival. Ger Gerber didn't create Man Thing. No, no, nope. oh, I did not know that. Yeah, well, it didn't matter if he created it. His version was—I don't want to say so drastically different, but oh, it's definitive, it's definitive. Yeah, definitive. You know, and it's time for a generation. Don't, you don't have to create <laughs> something to be the definitive creator for something, right? Uh, this is very true. You're so that's right. Cool. The Wayback You're Machine. Right, Who, yeah. Are we going to keep the Wayback Machine going? Yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. Right. Nice. Because it, it's funny. It, Vince mentioned letters pages, and and I was so giddy as I was rereading these old issues that you know they there's one company who not only ha did they have letters pages, they they had more than one letters page per issue, and. This 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 was a intercompany event. Okay. It's 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 uh, it's the mid nineties. The creators involved include Louis Simonson, uh, John Bogdanovic, Mark Bright, Dennis Cohen. Uh, you got some Umberto Ramos on a couple of pages. Uh, Tom Grummet 
Yay. Nice. Uh, Ivan Velez Jr., Prentice Rollins, John Paul Leone, Criss Cross, not the ones that are going to make you jump, and oh, Romeo Tangal, uh, Art Nichols, Dwayne McDuffie. This Legit. was a little thing, a little thing that, uh, that, that DC published where you had the Superman family of characters meet the Milestone Universe characters. Oh, no way. There's a little thing called Worlds Collide. Okay. It was, uh, it was about 14 parts or so. It uh, the, the issues that were covered in this crossover uh, included Man of Steel, Hardware, Superboy, Icon, Steel, Blood Syndicate, and an issue of Static. And there was a one-shot called Worlds Collide, which had a variant cover. And that variant cover was one that included... Um, Vinyl clings or color forms, so you could actually position nice. the, yep. the, the Superman characters and the Milestone characters, however you wanted to, over the bridge that uh, that basically in this story connected Dakota to Metropolis. Now, before you move on, you're all scratchly. Yeah, bro. Shit. Want to wait? I can no, wait. go, go, go. Uh, this the um. The, the the premise is basically there's there's a mailman there's a postal carrier who, who uh, postal worker mail carrier who, who goes by the name of Fred Benson and he uh, he delivers mail to Lois Lane in Metropolis <laughs> she she's on his route uh, he goes to bed at night and when he wakes up he's in Dakota and he goes to bed when he's in Dakota and he wakes up and he's in Metropolis so he he really is living in two worlds um, there is no at this point in time, Milestone, the Milestone universe and the DC universe are two separate universes. They do not. Right, right. It, it's not like Legion or anything like that where, you know, it's all one big happy. It's just another shift. It, it's one of their universes. So um, so with when you have Fred Benson who's trying to figure out, you know, what it is, why, why he's, he is the way he is, he, um, when he goes, when he is able to dream, there's this crazy looking monster thing after him so he um he he goes to a well we'll call it like a sleep study sleep sleep clinic where uh wants to find out you know what can fix him and the the people who run this sleep clinic work for um work for a man named Hazard who is part of Black Ops and and Black Ops was kind of at this point in time was was really Steel's nemesis I'll say, and um, but when he's in Dakota, he he goes to uh, he goes to Edwin Alva's Doctor Alva's um, clinics where 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 he can maybe get help. And and Alva Alva's the main nemesis of hardware. And um, Alva is is basically, I guess we'll call him Dakota's Lex Luthor. He's he's uh, he's kind of everybody on the outside. They look at him. And and they don't think there's anything wrong, but 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 the heroes know that that he's really not not a good guy. But uh, so Benson is is trying to get the help he needs to to just you know keep the monster at bay and to just you know find out if if Dakota's a dream or if Metropolis is a dream because the people of Dakota they know Superman from the TV show and the comic books. The the the, the people in Metropolis they've never heard of of anybody they've never heard of the blood syndicate they don't know who icon is so um for the most part both sides both universes think the other is just fred benson's imagination gone wild and 
Fred Benson eventually becomes a character called Rift, and and Rift is just this huge godlike being who even even he does not know, even Rift does not know which is real, and he tries to merge the two universes and and all throughout this whole thing, Superboy, poor Superboy is, and and this is Connor, this is the clone, this is and this is this is the '90s, so this is the the funky haircut, leather jacket, Superboy. This is before nice. he had t-shirt and jeans. This is the, uh, yeah the. The, 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 po- the post, yeah, the post death of Superman. Yes, this is exactly yeah. it. Steel Superboy. The, the, these are the, the the death of Superman characters. Um, so you have, uh, yeah, there. Superboy is trying to figure out. Okay, if 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 Icon and Superman are are analogs, and Steel and Hardware are analogs, then you know, and then and eventually Superboy gets a little bummed out because he figures that that his doppelganger in the Dakota universe is is rocket so he's bummed because it's a, he, he's this pregnant black woman. and and uh so he's got his own issues to deal with static is um you know this is not the static that you recently read in 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 the issue series that the new 52 is putting out this is this is the pretty kick-ass static this was the blood syndicate issues were actually they were some of my favorite ones because there is one page where rift is and I'll 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 scan this page and I'll post it on the form. Um, Rift is trying to figure out where exactly Blood Syndicate would fit into things, and at first he tries to give them a proper upbringing and he puts them in like this this prep school, this boarding school, and and they're all trying to you know speak properly because the Blood Syndicate is it, it consists of um, black and Hispanic members, and they're all street, they're all. It, for those who, who right the wise wise son is great i love fade uh they're the um for those that do not know for those that that haven't hit the back issue bins or just know the milestone characters from the um the rather lackluster appearance in justice league of america or even you know towards the end when when they were merged into the dc universe um milestone was was a little different at the time, where it, the, their their comics were published by DC, Milestone was was founded was started by um, by a few a few African American gentlemen, uh, Dwayne McDuffie, Dennis Cohen, uh, Christopher Priest, uh, Derek T. Dingle, and they were and and you had a couple of guys who just wanted to you know tell stories with characters that weren't white. You know whether whether it was whether they were African American, whether they were Hispanic, it didn't matter. You just there weren't a lot of white characters, or they were supporting characters in the mm-hmm. universe, especially in Static's world. Static was Virgil Hawkins was a high school student. Um, his buddies, you know, were were the spectrum. They you know he he had black friends, he had white friends, didn't matter. Uh, Frida, who who he had a crush on, a white girl, um, Ginger. But yeah, she was yeah she she's kind of redhead, but soulless ginger. It was <laughs> don't look at the eyes, but it was it was um, you know I just I enjoy Milestone because it was something different. I mean I still loved my my X Men and and my Power Pack and 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 you know I just I enjoyed everything I could get my hands on, but Milestone was a little different and and it was, <coughs> it was creators that I I really enjoyed. I, I liked Dennis Cohen artwork. I I liked doing McDuffie's Hard- writing and and hardware was fantastic. I crisscross is Yeah, rare. I did hardware a lot. It was it was um no Blood Syndicate was great because all the characters it was it was kind of like I don't really want to say it was like the X-Men but cuz cuz the attitude was different but they yeah. were just they, 
they were a family, even though they all had issues. You know, one was, mm-hmm. and and the whole point of um, what kicked off Milestone was basically their own little big bang. Everybody, they refer to everybody who has powers as a bang baby because all the gangs got together on the bridge, and the the police gassed them. Whether it was tear gas or smoke bombs, whatever, they they gassed all the gangs. They figured they they get rid of all the gangs all in one fell swoop and just be done with it. Unfortunately, the gas gave those that lived powers, and you had characters like the Boogeyman or Third Rail who could you know absorb um, energy or take on punishment, and he would get bigger. Uh, you had Brickhouse who was who was He's very, a brick house. Was and and, and, and it, it, with brick dreads, was, right? Which reds and and she was you know she wasn't somebody you really want to mess with and um, flashback had the unique power of she could go back in time three seconds so whatever you know if if you're about to get punched she'd go back you know flashback and three seconds later and you'd be you know punched however many more times again and she would just keep using that power to her advantage her brother is Fade who is basically uh, intangible and and is losing the ability to stay somewhat solid uh, dog with two G's is is a talking dog and and wise son basically just is is pretty much invulnerable and, and leader of of the blood syndicate i love when they introduce his brother come on who is <laughs> who was the rat david what was the rat's name uh boogeyman okay was, that's, yeah, what, he used what, to wear the, what, the baseball cap backwards yeah yeah that's that that was boogeyman I, blood syndicate was always my favorite out of all of them I, I enjoyed Blood Syndicate the most. I mean, I I really did like. I mean, after Blood Syndicate for my for my group fix, my favorite was Icon, mostly because of of Mark Bright's artwork. But um, but that was that because that Mark Bright was the last Power Man and Iron Fist artist. So in order for me to get my MD Bright fix, I had to go to Icon, and I liked Rocket, and um, and Icon was basically Superman. He, he uh, is. He's an alien from another planet. When he landed on Earth, the um, he he can change his appearance so that the first person who found the rocket was a slave because he he crash landed in in like the eighteen yeah. hundreds. So eighteen hundreds. So he um, he he landed. A woman found him who was a slave. So he when she opened up when when the the rocket ship uh, or when that when when it opened. It was a little black baby in there, so you know he grew up. He grew up as a slave, and and right now in in present day, or or when when Icon was actually being published, he was all he was Augustus Freeman the fourth. So he basically just played his own son as 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 time went on. But um, he was a solicitor or or, or mediator or lawyer, and uh, and and Rocket basically is um, is his conscience and and kind of tells yeah. him that he needs to. Do right, and, and he was—he was the Superman analog, but he didn't nope. have Superman's humanity. He was kind of—he was kind of. He cold. was definitely an outsider. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Yeah. I, cold, cold is a good word. And then, and you had Hardware, who, if you thought Icon was cold, Hardware is seriously cold. Oh, yeah. He's Ice using cold. He's using Alva. Has um, he's using? He basically that, thats it. He's using Alva. He and he, he's trying to take down Edwin Alva, but in order to do that, he kind of has to work. On the inside, and um, and and they they have an interesting relationship, and then and then I mentioned Static, who was the high schooler, who was kind of like I guess the Spider-Man of the Peter group. Parker. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. So it was you have to have that 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 character, I guess, to the kids could relate to. But um, that's when they had the cartoon made. No, well, oh, years later, yes, yeah. 
Yeah. Um. So the uh. So they finally decided to have this crossover since DC and and that's the thing. DC did not own Milestone. DC just published Milestone, just like Icon is published by Marvel, but those creators own their right. work. Um. So DC published Milestone eventually, whether it was fans demanded it or they just figured it was the right thing to do. They had the characters cross over with the DC universe, but they 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 kept it small and just with the Superman family of, of characters. So this was a, a really interesting crossover. It it um it didn't really affect the uh the status quo of of either universe. Um it, it, after reading this, I I've, there is a way once you get to the, the to the last part of, of the last part of the uh of the crossover there is a way that they could kind of make the milestone universe part of of the new 52 if they wanted to they did they did kind of reference rift and and worlds collide during um post final crisis where you had uh, when when the milestone characters did show up in the justice league of america comic that that mcduffie wrote um dharma dharma and uh (laughs) Dharma, Icon, and Superman are the only three characters that actually know that Dakota and the DC Universe were, were separate universes. Everybody else, all the other inhabitants of, of, of these worlds, just figure that, that everything was the way it always was. But there is one page in particular in Blood Syndicate where Rift is trying to figure out where Blood Syndicate would fit. And it is, it, it is so reminiscent of the bad of the X universe. I mean, I'm talking Mark Pacella type. Uh, and and you have you have um it is so text heavy. It's it's called the underappreciated X gang and everybody has punches <laughs> or shoulder pads and you have um oh this is awesome you're talking about this. This you have everybody has 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 kind of tweaked names. You have uh, instead of Y son, he's Y's X. Uh, Brick Brickhouse is spelled Brick, but it's B R I Q U E. Nice uh, DMZ DMZ, and this is why I'm always on the lookout for milestone back issues because I do not have sadly or unbelievably I do not have a complete milestone set, so I'm always looking. I'm, I'm I'm always trying to fill up any 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 gaps I have, so I never really found out the true mystery of DMZ. DMZ was kind of like the Snake Eyes of Blood Syndicate. He just he he stood out on the bridge and he he swung his lantern around as if you it, it was a beacon or it was a calling to um or a homing signal. And and I do believe and and I I refuse to to look into Wikipedia because I want to read this for myself. But I, I do believe that DMZ and Icon are related in some way. Hmm. I think he went over to Vertigo. <laughs> How about that? that uh, but they, but, but they call DMZ as part of the X gang. They call him Mister Re R E E. Um, yeah. Fade becomes Facade. Uh, you have uh, Masquerade becomes Sham. Bogeyman, be, uh, Boogeyman becomes Bogan. And everybody just has these weird X Manish or or Imagey type type names. But the 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 text is just unbelievable. I said I'll I'll post it on the um, in the episode just because I don't want to cool. spend twenty minutes talking about this one page. But the the uh, I said it it ends where everybody kind of just can can do what they want to do once it's over. But I mean, just this was one event or one crossover where it it was definitely 
the journey for me because it was I read the first few issues. I've read them multiple times, but I don't think I ever really finished the last couple of issues. So it was it was somewhat of a revelation for me at, at when I got to the end of it. It was um, so. I mean, if we're going to keep the wayback machine going, I figured you know I, I really did enjoy. I mean, there have been some things that I've, I've been reading that are new, and and when we continue travels, there are a couple things I could talk about that are brand new, like a week old. But it's it's um, I, I'm having fun going through. My older stuff, I was, I was talking to Jason about this, where there were just things that, you know, I'm, I, I can either keep talking about what I've been enjoying, which is basically all the same stuff, or I can, I can go back through some of the hundreds of, of exactly haven't just, you know, yeah. truth about there, things we haven't talked there's about. There's gold yet. in the past. I have two things for you before we move on. Go ahead. What I was going to ask you when I got all crazy, does that Worlds uh, Collide Color Forms cover predate? The Superman Lobo Adventures of Superman. I want uh, to say yes because wow. this was, this was um, oh crap! I'll have to um. Let me find out. Hey, it's not pressing. I was just wondering, you know. Well, because it was this is this is well this is after Death of Superman. So did that? Did he fight Lobo before or after he died? I think after. I think I think this. The, the, I remember of, the um. Adventures of Superman having the triangle on the cover with the Lobo color forms, and I don't think Superman See, had a triangle before. Well, did what it? they did with the um, during yeah. this crossover, they they all adopted the Marvel, uh, the Marvel, the DC and the Milestone issues. Uh-huh. All um, <laughs> all adopted the Milestone trade dress. So you just had that that box right. from the top, yeah, and then either on the left you had um, you had the title of the comic. It would say either you know static or, or hardware and then and then on the right of that box you had um you had the issue number and 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 the price so there was no triangle on any of the superman family stuff but the only the only superman family book that was part of this crossover was superman man of steel by simonson bagdanova and 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 jank so um everything else was was uh steel and superboy so i didn't see any any triangle on the superman man of steel cover but I'll, I'll, um, I think this was the first, but I'll, I'll double check for you. Right. And number two, I forgot to read this to you back when I was talking about Astonishing Tales. In the letters column, this one person writes, Dear Stan, like what the hell? Like Stan wrote the book? I think not. <laughs> huh. dear, dear Stan, so Kazar is finally going back to the old homestead in England, blah, blah, blah. Commenting on the artwork of Kazar number 11. While it was fair, I just don't think that Gil Kane is the man... Uh, for the Lord of the Hidden Jungle. <laughs> I believe that Barry Smith is the most suitable artist for this strip. I like his work on Conan, and I think that he would be best for Kazar. Even though the Lord of the Hidden Jungle lives in the Savage Land, I think that when drawn by Gil Kane, he becomes too savage. He looks like he's mad at the world. Th- I mean, there was misguided people even back in the Bronze Age. Because uh, I just bought the both the Gil Kane and the Barry Windsor Smith issues today, and I got to say... Not Barry Windsor Smith's finest hour. I mean, Kane just chewed him up and spit him out. <laughs> and this guy wants more Barry Windsor Smith. Dude, get a clue. Funny. <laughs> All right. We haven't heard. I, I mean, I hate to interrupt the David Price show, but no. we have to. Oh. We, Hilarious. <laughs> wow. We have to have Chris talk because we love oh, him. Oh, look at you. Well, I'm uh, I'm going to break up the, uh, the breakfast yeah, at Denny's right. here and talk about some newer <laughs> comics. <laughs> what? Uh, 
Uh, hey. Oh. Uh, Holla. No, this is, uh, uh, it's actually collected, so I guess it's not hot off the presses. Uh, but I, uh, I picked up the, the third hardcover for American Vampire. Uh, oh, that's out? Weekend. Oh. And I know that this is, this is a book that, uh, I know Jason, uh, reads pretty regularly. Do you read it in singles or oh, are yeah. you, mm-hmm. okay, I, I switch, it's, it's one of those really hard decisions that I had to make of, I love this book. I love reading it in single issues, but it's one that I want to keep because I will go back and I will probably read multiple. Yeah, I get times. the hardcovers too. Oh, I double yeah. dip. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to stop the the double dipping, and uh, and so I I decided this along with a few others to uh, to wait for the for the hardcovers, and really glad I did on this. While I I think I would have really enjoyed the both of there's two there's two main stories in this hardcover and i think i would have enjoyed both of them immensely in uh in single issues as a collected edition it's really really nice um first of all the art in it you've got more amazing Raphael albuquerque art and uh and i'm gonna totally butcher this poor man's name uh uh danagel the Zelelli, I think, I think it's Zelage, yeah. um, who, um, and I'm terrible whenever it comes to comparing uh, artists, but a little uh, David Aja in there, kind of, kind of feel for for some of it from, uh, uh, yeah, probably not now that I'm looking at it, but, um, but I think that the standout, and this is not to take anything away from from the other two, but Sean Murphy does uh, oh, mini series, yeah. and it is just gorgeous wait wait wait! they they put the survival of the fittest in the third volume yep yep get it out is. of here well, yeah because wow. they're really they're two sides of the same story really i mean they're oh i thought they were super, okay they're See, concurrent they tell you know they're they're, they're the characters t- dealing with two different uh um theaters of the same war right yeah, but I, I was thinking the man, they, they would have milked yeah. that sean murphy as a separate volume oh i see yeah see that's that's what I really like about this is that you have um, they put Ghost War, which was the six issue six issue arc from the main American Vampire uh, series, and right. then uh, and then the the Sean Murphy miniseries, um, which God, what was that called? Uh, Survival of the Survival Fittest. Survival of the Fittest, yeah. Um, it, and then they have uh, kind of the weed-in issue uh, before the the ghost war. I mean, it's it's twelve. It's a twelve-issue hardcover. That's and, awesome. Yeah, and it was twenty twenty five bucks. Yeah, twenty four ninety nine. Wow. Cheapest. So, and it's. I mean, it's the the entire thing is is beautiful. I was really really happy. This was. I, I felt like I got a lot of value. Uh, the production on it is nice. Vertigo still does really nice hardcovers, and uh, and the stories are great. I mean, you've got zombie Nazis. Indeed, I mean, you do. That's Sold. A, a staple of exploitation cinema. Zombie it's Nazis. awesome. Oh, not zombie. Uh, vampire Nazis. Sorry. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So you've got you've got vampire Nazis, and and then you've got that's in the the Sean Murphy story, which is awesome. But in the in the first uh, the first story arc, uh, it's moving the story about about Pearl and and her husband and and Skinner Sweet and them kind of dealing per- Pearl and her husband uh, Dan, right? Is it Dan uh, dealing with with her? 
being a vampire and them trying to be uh, hidden and away from uh, from the Valors, and uh, then World War Two comes and they she may be a vampire and they may be on you know on the run, but they're still patriots, and so they get involved in the war effort, and that exposes them to to some dangers not involved with the war and uh and it ends up uh through a chain of events uh he has to go to a pretty remote uh uh island in the pacific that's been infested with a new type of vampire and uh he does it behind her back under the the guise of a, of another mission she finds out about it and, and goes after him and the only problem is that that uh they really pissed off skinner sweet in the last volume and he's going to get to him first so it's it's a it's it's a really awesome adventurous it, it's it's got a you know a little uh uh you know any of the great world war Two movies that have to deal with the pacific theater uh it's and then you throw in vampires, and so it's a yeah. horror aspect to it, and uh, you know some high adventure. It's awesome. And then the uh, uh, the the Sean Murphy drawn series, uh, Survival of the Fittest, is it's it's Indiana Jones and Where Eagles Dare and awesome vampire horror stuff. It's it's it was awesome. You big giant monolithic vampires from you know the the ancient the basically the old race vampires which are these like huge egyptian uh statues that basically come to life and like huge like four story tall um monoliths of of these ancient vampires that are actually alive it's fucking awesome yeah i gotta get my hands on that trade because i stopped the american vampire in singles uh I think halfway through the 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 war story, because I figured, like yourself, I want to keep these. I'm going to read them again. I I I want them in a more durable format than that shitty paper. Yeah, and these are the these are beautiful beautiful hardcovers. I just wish that you know, like most uh, you know most comics today, I wish that they would go to an uncoated stock. uh, Because I'm you know I'm laying on the couch last night with the you know with the the reading light on, and and that's the only thing. It's like ah damn fucking glare from the from the uh, (laughs) you gotta hit you gotta hit that angle just right. Makes it hard to read. It's like damn it, can we we have some uncoated stock just to just to make Chris happy once? Never, never. But yeah, it's uh, American Vampire still awesome, and I think it with with Sweet Tooth are uh, Vertigo's flagship titles right now. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. those those in the unwritten. Yeah, I guess no, I yeah. Haven't read unwritten. It's Very good. good. It's good. Yeah, I I lost the taste for it though. Oh really? Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. It just I, if it maybe it was the point issues that started. I just <laughs> I, I just don't want to. I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, speaking got, mm-hmm. of of uncoded right. stock. Oh, well, that. But uh, speaking of the uh, Ad, the Man of Steel issue where where Superman oh. and, and Lobo with the vinyl clungs about issue um, thirty, and then the Man of Steel issues of um, Worlds Collide were about thirty six, thirty seven. So the vinyl thing. Made its second appearance on that that Worlds Collide one shot. 
It's a good. It was a good little. Um, it's Lobo. cute. Yeah, There's, I had fun yeah. with the Lobo thing. I bought t- made me buy two issues because I bought the bag one with the clings <laughs> and I bought the regular one. Yeah. Yep. Uncoated stock, you say? I have something for Jason. Oh. Just got it in the mail today, and I've oh. I've been eagerly waiting for this. I slept on it because I'm stupid, and I, I was able to get a copy. You, you can still. Uh, scare this up but it's it's for sale at a lot of places and maybe i'll I'll list them in the show notes um jason what would you say if i told you that one of your favorite creators appears in a book that not only lionizes the extreme nature of the art and storytelling of the rob liefeld image years but but also condemns it in a, in a way. Uh, uh, it, I would say, tell me more. Okay, it, it's an oversized comic. It's I didn't measure it, but it looks to be like twelve by fifteen, maybe maybe even bigger. It, it's a tabloid comic printed on uh, a toothy stock, a white toothy stock, not newsprint, but a mm. uh, a, a no gloss toothy stock, uncoated toothy <laughs> stock. There's some color in it, and the uh, people that appear in it, you have Ben Mara, who we Ooh. all know, who we all know from Gangster Rap Posse and Night Business. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Victor <laughs> Victor K Rose in here, who goes by the name of Bald Eagles. There is a gorgeous page done by mr jim rug oh you have to see it now we're talking yeah he does chapel and 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 profit and cable Uh, and friggin friggin blood strike um yes four plays in here uh who else is the art uh mark hensel's in here thomas toy heather benjamin ian harker pat alicio Keenan Marshall Keller. We have Mickey Zakili, my girl from from Rav. She does a double page spread in color of Deadpool. Oh my God! Well, I'm, I don't want to say color. It's monochromatic. It's just red and okay. and, and, and black. But it is astounding. Uh, the book was edited by Ian Harker, maker of Fine Comics and editor of Philly's awesome Secret Prison tabloid anthology. We've talked about Secret Prison before. And Pat Alicio was the co-editor. He's the writer-artist of the awesome 2001-inspired Bowman for Retrofit. It's called Rub the Blood. Yes. You know how they got that name, Rub the Blood? Ooh, I, I, I hasten to ask. Remember the, the, the cover of uh, Blood Strike Number 1? Oh, is it like heat sensitive? It had it had the, 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 the cast on the cover. It was monochromatic, but they had blood splatters. Yes, uh, all across the cover and up in the corner with the next over the image eye, it said, rub the blood. Yes. And, and I guess you were supposed to rub the, <laughs> my cover didn't work. Uh, you're supposed to rub the blood and it would like change color or something. But so, so that's where they got it. Um, now this is definitely in my wheelhouse. It's indie comics creators yeah. condemning and praising the excesses, the extremes. I mean, no pun intended, uh, of the the Rob Liefeld style of yeah, image. Yeah, I remember reading about this on on uh, Rug's blog. Image storytelling. It's fantastic. It's now I have a a very uh, ravenous appetite for art brute, and they they, they take that excesses uh, from the image years and they transfer it into the drawing style. I mean, there are some eye searing images in here. The the Deadpool one. 
um, Mickey's art is. It, 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 she has a very Pantheresque kind of ratty line, and and she's very liberal with um, anatomy and stuff. She 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 gets the image at the expense mm-hmm. of of uh, anatomical correctness. Who cares, right? As long as the image is sound, in my opinion. And it's Deadpool just chopping the shit out of people. There, there's heads flying and swords all nice. over the place. And and they use uh, most of the artists in here use pattern. Not uh, as much for illustrative purposes as they do uh, for design purposes. Like there's a texture on the front cover that was done by um, Victor Cairo. It's Blood Wolf. Remember Blood Wolf from the the darker image, <laughs> and, and and he's got a gun. Uh, his tongue. He's got an intestine uh, sticking out of his mouth, and the gun is really a cigarette lighter. And he's lighting his intestine on fire, and the smoke that's coming off this disturbing uh, piece of body part uh, is it says "rub the blood," but it's done kitchen sink style. Every square inch of this drawing has a mark on it. I mean, the, in in the the barrel of the gun, there's a, a checkerboard pattern. There's rockets. Next to that, I mean, it, and it's the the drawing is so precise, but it's done in a loose way. Google mm-hmm. it. Google "Rub the Blood" and see the front cover. Uh, it's monochromatic again. It's red and black, but uh, there, there's a cell phone built into the into the the gun called the Blood Phone. <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, you, Jason, you need to see Jim Rugg's page. It, it's gorgeous. Nice. It, it's one of his the tight most. Uh, it's very tightly drawn, tighter than I've seen him draw. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's extremely so it's nice. Yeah, but David, get this. There's a story <laughs> that's drawn by Josh Bayer. Uh, remember we talked about, well, I talked about uh, that ROM issue that he did, the the takeoff on ROM that Josh Bayer did, and he did Bam Bam and the, and the Barbarians, and the, he has a raw power book out. This comic strip is called Trimpy Loses. <laughs> Oh shit! It's Herb Trimpy, right, walking around in a Godzilla costume without without a head, and he's going, ah. After I got back from Vietnam, it wasn't <laughs> like this. It used to be easy when I was in demand. Sure, when Rolling Stone did that cover story on Marvel, they used my drawing of the Hulk, and somebody thought it was Kirby, but it was mine. And he's going and he's bitching about all the new kids coming up, the image style. And, and he, 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 he's, com- he's complaining, and he gets attacked by, like, Cable and, and a bunch of image characters. And he's like, they're so deformed. How did everything get so gross? Uh, one of the characters goes, your time is done, old man. Our time has come. And Trimpy says, fuck you. I still, I'm still in my early 50s. And he's beating the crap out of these image characters. And they rip, they rip them apart, and they start biting at them. Uh, and he says, well, I barely survived that with my life. Jesus, that was harrowing. Good thing I have this thick skin. The question is, what do I do now? Marble may have been my home for 25 years, but I have no illusions about them. They leave me here to die like a dog unless I do something. And it turns out, the end of the story, he changes his style, and they show the cover of Fantastic Four Unlimited. Oh, no. And, and so this kid... Good. This kid goes to a newsstand and buys it, and he says, it says here this is drawn by Herb Trimpey. And the newsstand guy says, probably. He's got to pay the piper just like everybody else. So the kid starts reading the book, and he says, this is the saddest comic ever made. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> That's nice. fantastic. It's so oh good. Yeah. This, this, so this book is six bucks worth every freaking penny, uh, especially if you have more adventures. I got mine from uh, William Carden at uh, Hypercastle dot com h y p e r c a s t hypercast and he has it was a double a page yeah this was a kickstarter thing yeah, yeah. uh oh, okay. he has a double page thing called uh light beam versus blood world the mm -hmm. living battle planet oh i love his stuff he he's very much in the matt brinkman kind of uh pattern and texture as design element and and just a a beautiful organic kind of tattered ratty organic uh disturbing style it this book made my day when i got it it is unbelievably well done yeah awesome uh and ben mara draws profit oh ben, that's ben, ben mara is a profit fan he, <laughs> he loves no he 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 loves um uh steven platt and ben mara said i'm in and the same thing with jim rugg Jim Rugg contacted the editors and said, I want to be on this thing. I, I have to do this. It, it's just it's trying to connect the dots between that extreme approach and, and, and the rawness and, and immediacy of our brute. Uh, there, it's very grotesque looking, most of it, which is good, but it, it's alive. There's a, there's a vigor to mm -hmm. this stuff that's just amazing. Uh, I'll put some links up in the show notes for Rub the Blood. There's even a pseudo letters page, David. You 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 will die uh, laughing. Yeah, it's well, very 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 good. Speaking of that, did any of you uh, have the occasion yet to read the New Prophet? Yes. Yep. I've been asking people. Sure did. Been waiting. It's so effing good, dude. Oh snap! David didn't yeah. think you'd like it. You you baffled me. I loved dude. it, dude. You baffle me. Why? Because you dislike Adventure Time, and you love this. I know, right? It's really close to Adventure Time. It really it's is. Like, it's no, nothing it's like Adventure Time. No, you're so wrong, Jason. Uh, I love you to death, man, quest. but you are. Dude is on a quest. He's got his little little, little stretchy, configurable little backpack buddy. That's Dude, fucking what is all deformed and corny and like, like, uh, like, like carnivalesque? This is I can't believe dope you bring Scotty on heart like that. Oh. Well, I'll tell anyway, you, so you, you Simon, Roy is, so. Simon Roy is a find. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I was trying to think of the way to describe him. I mean, he's he's definitely uh, he's hyper detailed. He's definitely got a little guy Davis in his faces. Yeah, um, but you know, That's not feel. I mean, it doesn't yeah, feel definitely anything else you'd get from Marvel or DC right now. Yeah, but I mean, it's very much in the Orkstein camp. Definitely, you know? well, they're all yeah. part of that same crew. Right, right. They're all part of that same like the Ink Studs, like Canadian crew. They're all like buddies, yeah. Brandon. Damn it! That's what I wanted to mention. It, it, for the, for, I'm sorry. For the rub the blood, go listen to the. I think it's the latest issue of uh, latest uh, episode of Ink Studs because they talked to to Pat and Ian uh, on uh, about rub the blood. Yeah, I mean I'm they've sorry. had Simon Roy on, they've had Brandon Graham on, they've had uh, um, obviously our boy Stoko on. Um, but dude, so this is. I mean, let's talk about it. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought Me it was too. absolutely. Yeah, um, I liked it a lot. Very inventive. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, the old prophet. For those that don't know, uh, was basically uh, life. Rob trying to do cable without working at Marvel. I mean, that was yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with, brilliantly with drawn by Stephen Platt. Platt though. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, he was cable esque in the time traveler and lots of pouches and big shoulder pads and, and the, lots of weapons and um <laughs> and 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 this is this is issue number twenty one because uh, Rob's new extreme reboot is. Uh, they're doing the the issue numbering, taking off for where the old one ended back in the yeah. '90s, which is clever, but the business side of me thinks it was a bad idea. Ah, uh, 
because you know, like people you are so trained right. these days to try number one issues, and like I can see a lot of people just like seeing profit number twenty one on those shelves and just being like, I don't know what that is, um, which would be a damn shame because this book was dope. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a great jumping on point. It, it really, I'll tell you I what, mean, I mean, after reading this and hearing Brandon Graham talk about it, um, I'm dying to read King City. Oh, <laughs> that book is made for you. Yeah, I yeah. can't wait. Did Can't you wait. order it? You ordered the, the companion? Yeah, I ordered the collection, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Um, but yeah, so I mean... I'm I actually it. looking forward to that. Oh, I know, right? So, I mean, the premise is that uh, that uh, this this character is... Um, did they say how long he was away? I mean, it was hundreds of years, right? Long time. So, and then he gets like... they the, Out of the ground comes this drill press, this drill bit looking thing, and he pops out of it. And it's just such an organic book. Like, he... He comes out of the pod and he throws up this gross-looking stuff and this, um, this like little—I don't even know how to describe it—but like almost like a little conch shell-looking thing. Like he throws up and then he grabs that, and um, it's like this. It, hearing Graham talk about the book really made me appreciate it even more than I did first reading it because um, he's Graham's obviously not a guy that's uh, known for like delving into the superhero world or anything like right. that. Yeah. But he said that um, when they pitched this to him. He really was intrigued to the idea of, um, like what what the world would be like, if, you know, hundreds of years from now, and how quickly we've evolved in terms of our technology and science, and just like how unbelievably foreign it would be. So he really wanted to just play with that idea of like you know that literally like everything that we think of and have come to accept in terms of like physics and the way things work just would likely be pretty different, you know, if we if we waited long enough. And that's this guy is thrust into this world where he has a mission to accomplish, um, but it's just a totally alien world. Um, but, dude, I mean, there's some crazy stuff. Like, he's got that, like, white-looking dog creature that opens up, and it's got, like, eight mouths. He's <laughs> and like, I, love, I love how he turns it into a bindle as he's walking through. I know, dude. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was digging it up to the, the part where they did the inventory of everything that, that he had in, in, right, in the... Right. And I was like, okay, this is for me. Yeah, I'm, the inventory I'm, thing. The inventory thing, I'm loving it. I heard Graham talk about that. He said he was really taken by the fact that uh, back in the day he had read comics and uh, and I forget God. I, I just hear listen to the interview too, but it was uh, Rob was. Uh, I mean, uh, no, no, it was uh, it was Brandon was talking to. Uh, oh, to, it was it was Ron in uh, on Don't Miss um, on a fanboy. He was in doing uh, doing this interview, but but he said that uh, the inventory thing was just because he was fascinated when he was a kid. He read a um, a Batman comic where. Uh, Batman, you know, they did like a whole page <laughs> to everything in the uh, utility yeah, belt, and he said he was just so fascinated at the organization of that that that's what the uh, that's where that that comes from the homage to that. That's um, awesome. And then, dude, like he he hooks up with that with that handler, uh-huh. and, uh, and it's yeah. just this nasty look. It's basically, it's basically a humanoid pussy, right? I mean, it's he's got it's got she's got on her face. I think that's what I mean. It's yeah. a pussy face. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a vagina face, and, uh, and, and he's got to hit like, it. She she spreads her nasty ass legs open and she's like you know, mate with me first. I mean, yeah. his, and his face is recoiling. You know, he's like recoiling, but he does it. Next scene, he's like zipping up his pants. I, I and, love uh, her comment though. We slept too long. I, know, <laughs> I, I, know. I guess it was pretty pretty enthusiastic. And even like, if he it, didn't want to do it, he has to go to Gel City, and it's like just this like this just disgusting, almost jellyfish looking like like organic like uh, living space. You um, know what I liked about and, that uh, though. A smell-based cast system. Yeah, That's I know. Very it's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he's got this, uh, this like uh, white gelatinous 
thing that he wears on him, and it acts as like a babble fish, and it's kind of like a symbiote, and it like covers his head <laughs> when it's cold, and it like every like there's. I love that Jason says babble fish. It's just assuming that everyone. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, babble fish. <laughs> yeah, from Hitchhikers. I, yeah, you're right. I assume people know that. Well, that um, that's the online name of it too, right? The translator babble fish. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but like he's wearing the thing, and then like out of nowhere, like the thing like snaps up and like takes a bite out of whatever he's eating. Like it's just like it's that's, like I, yeah, that was cool. Um, just yeah. amazing. I mean, so creative. And like you said, the Simon Roy character is just the business. I mean, wow. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, the first issue wrote me in, in a humongous way. I can't wait to, yeah. to, to see more. Um, his, his panel composition, he's got an airiness, a Euro, like David said, a very European um, air to it where they, they, he allows, like Mobius does this too, on landscapes and stuff. He allows, he's not afraid of white space. Sure, to give sure. to give uh, the 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 viewpoint a sense of scale, I like that a lot. You know, you don't always have to have tight shots, and um, attention to detail in the in the in the storytelling and art. Like on the one page, you see the the carcass of something, and there's this creepy looking shit on a tree, and it's red <laughs> and blue. And you're thinking, all right, there's this tree has has something on it. But then if you look in the next panel with the wolves, um, what they call them, the domo odes or whatever, the wolf pack. The the parasites that are in infecting them, that's what was on the tree in the previous page. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is crazy, is, right? Yeah, exactly. Tip. Yeah. People that don't know what we're saying, there's wolves, but they have like almost like snail like protrusions coming out of their eye sockets and like green fungal stuff coming out of their skulls. And it's it's you know, it's 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 some kind of symbiotic relationship that turns these things into these creatures. So uh, cool. Yeah. Very, very cool, dude. Like, I mean, massively impressive. I just have to say, if this is what we're gonna get from the rest of the extreme relaunch, it's it's gonna be good stuff. Yeah. Well, the glory is looking good. I don't think that's out yet, right? I think I haven't seen it. If it is, come out today. If it did, okay, yeah. today it did. Hey, John, yeah, John Prophet kind of reminds me of of Nexus. How he's driven by the dreams. Mm-hmm. That if you're gonna uh, hearken back to a, you know, what has come before, Nexus is not a bad place to hearken. Yep. <laughs> I just like. That I need word. to move on to my archive volume two on that soon. There you go. And yeah. and the dude the dude is not above cannibalism. You know, he's hungry. Who is? <laughs> he's hungry. Well, there's a leg right there. I'm going to chow down. Uh That's right. it's just just a really really straightforward gritty fun book. I I liked it a lot. Intriguing. Yeah, it 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 challenges the reader to and uh to accept being thrown in to um a story that we haven't seen all of it uh like there's there's a uh, a past to this character we have no idea uh, assuming that the the previous 20 issues either didn't happen or were erased from from canon because this is a fresh start you know and it's yeah it's just it's, like you said it's just like restarting the book so why didn't they number it Number one, that would that would have been better, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I, I, you can understand the motivation. They thought it'd be cool to symbolize it. It's yeah, but it really has nothing to do. No, with, it doesn't. In fact, um, again, on this interview that Ron did with with uh, with Brandon, he said that uh, I mean, his his interaction with Rob has been de minimis. Uh, you know, he said Rob's been like cool and supportive and very encouraging, but he has had absolutely no no role in, in the book, what he wanted to do, the design, you know, it's, 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 he's, Brandon and Simon were left alone. And to be clear to people, um, 
the, the, it, each issue is not going to be drawn by Simon. Um, I believe Brandon said the first four issues are going to be drawn by four different artists. Well, uh, oh. and then and then he's drawing the fifth or the sixth issue in the series. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, what about the double page map? That is awesome. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 When you see King City, you're going to be like. Brandon draws some freaking hot ass women. He really does. His nice. women are gorgeous. My man uh, Jay Tomio just bought uh, some some King City pages. Really? Pa- cool. Pages? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, he's a baller. <laughs> shot shot caller. He is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Brandon Graham. You know, and uh, it, well, once you get steeped in the Brandon Graham, Jason, he has done a number of uh, adult. Comics too. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he's a horn dog. He really is. Uh, well, I told you he does um, illustrations for the uh, Cinema Sewer, and that's just oh, porn nice. and exploitation. But he's just he loves the women and draws them really well. He draws everything really well. Look at that. Nice. Yeah. This is a winner. Uh, I'm surprised. Dinner. Yeah. Look at you guys being surprised that I like something awesome. Because it's Adventure Time, dude. On my part, time, dude. Huh. It's the same damn thing. It's not anything like it. Oh my god! <laughs> you people quest. in your adventure. I've never even seen it. Dude, I feel uh, masters of the quest I, too. That doesn't make this like that. Sorry for you. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You're Tron's absolutely right. Tron's you, up, Tron's you, on a quest. you did not bring Is up really? Beastmaster. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah Tron. Tanya Roberts, baby. Yum 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 yum. Oh, <laughs> Fucking meerkats. Oh boy. What else we got? Somebody else has to have something because well, my mine's not a comic, but it is some comic art. I just wanted to uh, brag a little bit. I got a <laughs> oh boy, I got a package in the mail today, and this is the this is the pimp something that that Jason uh, did on the forum. That is one of my favorite parts of of our online community. Uh, everybody knows that that we will chit chat about original art from from time to time, uh, and. Jason started a thread on the forum that is the most extensive collection of of links for original art dealers and places to find original art that I found uh, anywhere. I mean, it's it's awesome. If if I want to find original art, that I go to our thread, uh, which is stickied uh, at the top of the forum, and and that's where I. You know that's where I get a lot of my original art information from. So anyway, uh, the Artist Choice, which is Spencer Beck's uh, uh, art original art company, he, the guy is at you know almost every convent, every good size convention that uh, that you can go to. Uh, at the uh, the end of every year, he has a, a pretty massive sale where you can get a lot of work for thirty, forty. 50% off and uh and this year I got uh, I got two pieces one uh, um I didn't I didn't post the other one on the forum I got to have to find a scan of it but I found I finally have uh an an Ivan Rice uh Green Lantern page nice yeah oh look at yeah, you it, it's really sweet it's oh, from uh, it's from the uh uh the origin uh story where where Hal is a uh a noob He's uh, he's very early in his Green Lantern training days, and it's an awesome page. It's got it's got Tomar, it's got Chip, uh, a, a bunch of the other Green Lantern trainees. So I'll uh, I'll have to post it, but it's uh, it's pretty stinking awesome. But but my absolute find, and it's one that I've been eyeing a long time, is uh, I finally. Uh, have a Jose Luis Garcia Lopez page. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's, admirable. 
Yeah. It's from uh, it's from Weird War Tales. <gasps> Get uh, out! Wow. Yeah, yeah. You didn't see it today, Vince? No, I didn't. I don't click on anything Chris posts. <laughs> no, it's not, uh, uh, funny because it's true. It's, uh, 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 it's from Weird War uh, number uh, number forty four, and uh, it's the uh, it's the title page. So you've got the uh, uh, it's a it's a military horror story, which is. Uh, since I already talked about American Vampire tonight, you can tell it's right up it's, my alley. Yeah. So it's the uh, it's got the uh, uh, skeleton paratrooper kind of playing the uh, uh, the role of the crypt keeper, kind of setting up the story. Uh, you know, and it's called Fear No Evil, and it's got the it's written by uh, Jack Olek mm-hmm. and uh, an art by Garcia Lopez, and it is a beautiful page. And David, I love David. What was your favorite part of that page? Oh man, what did I say? That it had the uh, it had the continued on. Oh yes, yes, yeah, it had the continued on fourth page. It had the little ad break at the bottom. Yeah, right I have a couple of weird word pages, that. and they they that. they do have the paste ups on them. Yeah. Yep, got paste ups. It's hand lettered. It's got all the editor's notes. It's got mounting tape on it. It's a mess of a page, but it's I love fucking that. beautiful. No, I, yeah. I, I it, when it comes to when it comes to original art, I do. I mean, I I will have a page or two of the newer or, or late nineties and, and beyond in my collection. But I, I love board balloons and fully lettered and, and sound wow. effects and, and any tape on it or whiteout or no, whiteout, I, I, yeah. I want, I want, you know, the nitty gritty. I want, I want to know that someone worked on it. I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't want to think that maybe someone just printed this out. on some really nice I mean, page. this, this is an art board. It's got blue yeah. line and, and whiteout and, you can see all the the thin pencil lines for the hand lettering. It's it's awesome. So yeah, what, I was I was really happy. If I may ask, was it more than two bills? Um, I got this uh, after the discount for a hundred bucks. Oh, you stole it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. It was that. yeah. It was like okay, I'm I'm gonna get that. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Don't go pushing the weird weird war because I haven't finished that run yet, and I don't want people. Going all willy nilly. <laughs> they're they're awesome. They're real. I mean, if you oh, like Weird Wars, yeah. in a lot of ways, it's as good as House of Mystery was. Yeah. And you got the you know, if you like the creepy and eerie stuff, it's oh, yeah. it just it just fits fits right in there. Hey, I've got I've got a thank you uh, before I uh, before I finish up. Um, uh, before you Lisa, fall asleep, you mean? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, but before I forget, um, uh, Leaf Insect Dan, uh, Dan, yep, Dan Pua. Dan Pua from Australia, uh, out of the blue, sent me uh, a Christmas present. Uh, he'd say, uh, uh, which I I love because it's not comic related. <laughs> it's something else that was on my Amazon wish list. It's a uh, 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 understanding flash photography. No. Been trying to- <laughs> oh, <laughs> least, at least it's not a knife. Yeah, yeah, it's not a knife, but it's uh, yeah. He sent me an awesome uh, flash photography book, which I'm yeah. I'm really happy with. I I I've been wanting. Uh, to uh to understand my uh uh my flash for a while so yeah very cool thank you dan i yeah, i want to thank oh you. go ahead oh um, um just because man has uh earlier this year i i was going to i wanted to start a uh a photo a day experiment i wanted to see if i could take a photo a day with 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 my iPhone and just run with it and I and, and Dan decided to start a thread not only a thread which is stickied in in the monkey room but he um where could they he find has, that? That is at bullpenbulletinspodcast.com slash forum. Uh, and there's something else I want to talk about 
on the form regarding the form after this, but the uh, he decided to go and set up a Tumblr page uh, that can be found at e the letters e o c photo a day dot and anybody who's on the forum or who follows us on Twitter can post a photo on that blog. So you have, you have photos from me, from Pat Loika, from Steve Raker, from Dan, from, from Philippe, from every, I mean, there are, there are over a dozen people who are participating and, and go to, and Dan actually went ahead and, and categorized everybody, tagged all the photos so that you can actually click on anybody who, who took that photo and you can see what other photos they've taken of, of, uh, since the beginning of the year. And the man is just insane when it comes to that. So I want to thank him for, for setting up that Tumblr page. It's a pretty neat, neat theme and, and it's very straightforward and it's basically just nothing but photos with a little description. If anybody posted the description with the photo, but uh, I want to thank him for that. And, and regarding the, the forum real quick, if you are registering for the forum, I am not accepting any registrations that have a number in their name or have an email address to like something security systems or <laughs> lady of day or anything that resembles spam. I am not approving those. So, so just, just do me a favor and, and sign up with, with some realistic nickname or just, I don't, <laughs> I don't, it doesn't have to, I don't want any numbers in anybody's name. If you want me to approve, or you have to send an email saying, listen, this is me. This is my email address because our spam filter is also, uh, working overtime and, and, and flagging a few things here and there. So even if, if you do, even if you are a real person, our forum spam blocker might think your IP address or something isn't up to snuff, so so that could be why you haven't been approved yet. So I'm just letting everybody know. Forum's going nice. crazy. If yeah. it wasn't for Star Wars, we'd have no threat at all for the last. Word, word. Holy, Alan Moore or anything? <laughs> Jason, did you have a thank you because you sounded like you wanted to chime in? Yes, I did. So uh, also to. Uh, and I feel like I thank him a lot. Also to Dan Pua, who, uh, as I've mentioned, has been awesome twice sending my boys Pokemon cards. He sent me um, a, uh, a manga uh, by Shigeru Mizuki called Onward Towards Our Noble Deaths. Oh, that's oh, good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, drawn quarterly. <laughs> uh, this wait, was wait, on wait. my list of things I wanted to, to try, so he's the man for this. Uh, it was, it, it's the one manga I read last year and absolutely yeah. loved Adore Yeah, it. yeah. So I mean it's awesome, right? I mean it's it's and it's like it's fictional history, but it's a story of a of a Japanese uh, uh, um, group in uh, World War II. And uh, I just read like the first chapter just just to get a sense of it before that we started the show because I got it today. And uh, it's it's funny. It's I wasn't expecting it to be funny, but it's actually pretty funny. Yeah, so. there's a lot of a lot of humor to it, but it just it kind of shows you how fucked up war can be, and mm-hmm. and from the from the Japanese. Uh, perspective and deals yeah. kind of with their code of honor and, and that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty wild. It does mad love to Dan. It, it well, see, it doesn't yep. matter how much love the three of us, meaning me, Jason, or Chris, give oh, Dan. Boy. He is he will never look at us the way he looks at Vince. I he loves I, me. I, it's it, dude, and it's, I love him back. It's, it's scary, man. I think he wants uh-huh. to wear your skin. It's it's a little scary sometimes. <laughs> you know, speaking of of wearing my skin, yeah, 
I I finished the Crossed Psychopath series. Oh, this is what I was waiting for. Uh, here, please go on. <laughs> you know, I, I've I've it's it's odd. I've been mulling over the ending to the damn book for more than a week. It it mm-hmm. ended really strange. Not n- <laughs> nowhere near <laughs> to the in, other in, earlier. Shows. No, nowhere near in a way I thought it was going to end. It, it, they they left it. It's open ended, and and I thought for sure that there there would be some kind of resolution but i don't know what Lapham so was trying to i don't know what he's trying to say with this i mean uh, spoilers um harold glory <laughs> uh lives to mess people's lives up another day and and uh the 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 people he was with were whittled all the way down to one and she mm-hmm. well and uh I just spoiled it and and um and and she lives too so i i don't understand what the whole aside from the the gratuitousness and the shocking nature of the book i i'm i'm not sure i'm getting the purpose of the mini series be, to get you to pay, pay for there, there, was, <laughs> there, there, was, there was no comeuppance. There was no um, just rewards. I mean, I mean, he, the guy walked around with a breast in a bag and and basically made love to it. He killed people to get to um, manipulate the group to get closer to uh, Amanda, and then she gets away, and and he stitches back his lips on because she she bit his lips off when he tried to kiss her uh stitches his lips back on and 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 walks out into the rain i, nice. I i'm i'm is this sure in your travels i can't no. believe it <laughs> oh. no i i'm i mean for other people who've read this come on our forum and and give your two cents because i i i'm trying to 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 grab onto something tangible with this ending and and is is it that hopeless this crossed universe is is there no yes is this is this your first? Yes. Cross? <laughs> no, I, I've oh, there was there were endings to to previous oh, okay. cross okay. stories. This is just strange. It's uh, you had the build up over the seven issues of this guy manipulating the group and and lying and killing and and his his really unhealthy relationship with uh, Lori, who he, he again lied to and manipulated and and oh, and, you're breaking oh, up. Oh, what a what a cross. That's that's oh, that's that's awful. Well, you were just about to get into the skin flag part too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. What a shame. All right, dude. <laughs> oh, we made Vince mad. Now. Yeah. That's actually. Oh, um, uh, Dave Dave Windorf dropped me a line, and we were oh, talking good because I was actually thinking we haven't seen him around the forums in a while. He's he's doing well. He's uh, he's back from back from uh, Europa cool. and uh, reading a lot of comics. He's doing awesome. Said so to uh, say hi to, to to everyone, and and we actually the subject of cross came up. Uh, he had he had asked me about it, and he wanted me to you know pick up a book that I had dropped that that I think that you and Jason and vince loved and apparently i need to to catch up on uh he's become a huge fan of the boys and uh okay and is, and is imploring me to uh i think vince gave it up, it up again yeah. I'm the only still reading it but yeah yeah so that he you know he basically said that it really really picked up and 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 came together and uh there was actually some some serious thought that that went into you know the the big scope of the book so mm-hmm. uh, so he's imploring me to read that and and I just wanted him to read the first cross series that for me that was that was an that was enough 
that's all I needed out of that universe. So, but that was just my opinion. I think you're all better, Vince. No, you're, you're all not uh, actually. It's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. It is. Should we should we do the de- yeah? We think we should get yeah, roll. Okay. Uh, uh, this episode has been brought to you. See discount comic book service. You can find them at dcbservice.com, right? Yes. Yes. It, it, we still have 15 minutes. <laughs> what, the hell, what the hell are you doing the, the outro for? We still got... <laughs> yeah, it's all... It, we're almost... It will be two hours in five minutes. I don't know what client kind of clock you're you're using because I got it 143. Chicago time. <laughs> Is it 143? Yeah, oh, we got an hour and 43 minutes, dude. We still got, we still got things to talk about. Yeah. <sighs> Preach then, brother Vince. Preach. No, I, I don't want to. I, 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 <laughs> just a crazy ending. I, I don't get it. I'm sorry. It's like uh, yeah, but uh, that's cool. You were talking to Dave. I love Dave a lot. Yeah, and yeah, he's doing he's doing awesome. Hopefully, he, hopefully, new record this year. Oh, nice. I would hope so. Yeah, keep cranking them out. I'll keep buying the damn things. Yeah, yeah. All right, I guess we can give Neesman his due because I have something to talk about for in your travels that may take up a little bit of time. There you go. Of you course. were you were a little crackly, Chris, when you said the the DCBS. So I'm just going to yeah. say it again. Okay. Uh, sponsored as always by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite books and collectibles at huge discounts. Like in your travels, do yourself a favor. Issue number seven came out today. Go out and buy SpongeBob comics from Bongo. Oy. Oh no! <laughs> uh, this, this comic is so much damn fun. Uh, it starts off with a Savage sort of Conan parody cover, where where SpongeBob is in the Conan role atop a mountain of golden Krabby Patties. He's got a Krabby Patty for his shield, and the spatula is the sword, and Patrick is the woman. <laughs> Patrick has a, a metal bikini on. <laughs> And there's a giant worm with a U, W-R-M, coming in from the side. But the story that really got me <coughs> laughing, uh, it was written by um, Joey Weiser. Google that name. Uh, pencils and inks by Vince DePorter. Uh, SpongeBob, SpongeBob and Patrick find... <laughs> SpongeBob and Patrick find what they think is an egg. Uh, and, and they're wondering, what the hell is it? It's, maybe it's a sea turtle. I don't know. And Patrick goes, maybe it's a baby omelet. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I love it. Uh, James Kachalk is all over this issue. Uh, let's see who else we have here. Graham Anable from Grickle uh, does uh, story pencils cool. and inks uh, on, a, on a story. Uh, there's more James Kachalka. Uh, the lead-in story was written by David Newman and pencils and inks by Jacob Chabot. This is, and, uh, you have R. Sikoriak that does the frontis page. So Sponge, this is legit, Jason. The, the back cover is a pseudo ad where Mr. Crab wants you to join the Krabby Club. And the whole, the whole purpose of the club is you can sell Krabby Patties door to door. Nice. Earn valuable prizes. It's like Amway for the. Honestly, God, I I, I <laughs> love I love this freaking book. It's just, it's I would. I love not, it when my buddies love comics. <laughs> <laughs> like the full Watchmen. 
but yeah, check out Bongo's uh, sp- the dirty bubbles in here. Man Ray, all all the bad guys. Um, <laughs> looking at the pages, it just makes me giggle. It is so much fun. Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boys in here, legit. SpongeBob. I and I didn't say that just to tick Jason off. I honestly love this book. You're pretty. Oh, I believe you. I really I do. You're crazy, but I believe you. <laughs> you're crazy, man. Crazy. crazy. <laughs> it's baby omelet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Go ahead. <laughs> Please, next. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I might make Vince happy. Um, ah, nice. Maybe. I'm finally after... This, this is one of those. It's like, okay, fucking shut up. I'll read it. Wow. Enough. Enough. Yes. Enough. I'll read it. Okay. Shut up about it. Wow. Uh, so you didn't read this yet, or you did read it, and it's have because... Not re- have not read oh, it yet. Okay. I'm going to read it this week. In your travels, read something yeah. I haven't read. Well, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll come... We'll read, it, read it with me, and we'll come back oh. next week and talk about it. Oh, good. It. Finally, finally going to start reading 20th Century Boys. Oh. Oh, boy. That's a long haul, Chris. I'm say well, just read this. I said I'm going to start... 18? Uh, 24 yeah, total. Tw- yeah, it's... Yeah, it's I mean, but I mean, volume 18 just got... Yeah, they're in the twenties um, now, but yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with volume one and uh, and see how I like Let's it. Start. Um, if you like this volume, I will send you uh, one, two, three, seven of them because I read them already, and I don't okay. need them. I don't, don't need I, don't, them. I don't need them cluttering my shelf. No. Okay. Cool. Maybe I love we'll the do book, a little, but yeah. we can do a little. We can do a little comic swap. I'll, I'll find oh, I'll just give them to you. Oh, I'm sure I got some manga around here I don't like. I can send back to you. <laughs> Why is there shit stains all over this manga? I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> it smells like it smells like poo. <laughs> Battle oh, Royale, baby. Oh, the poo. Yeah, you know what pisses me off? Did they ever finish the uh, deluxe volume of the Battle Royale? Yeah, I don't think so. Damn it. I didn't think they did because I have like two of them and I, I well, it's another one of those things where I was keeping up on it and then I said, well, I'll get them when I have, you know, extra scratch and i never got around to it now they're not going to finish the damn thing yep sucks fuckers it's truth that's a vicious story you think crossed is bad battle royals like you know cross times maybe three yeah for sure <laughs> it's pretty raw but so is, so is crossed but anyway okay uh, moving on i've uh i've got two things here they're both digital comics one's free one's 99 cents uh one is uh One's Marvel's The Avengers Prelude, Fury's Big Week. It, it uh, kicked off after the Super Bowl um, and the Avengers spot during the Super Bowl. Uh, basically, this is a uh, this is a short 12-pager or so. Um, having not seen, still not seen, uh, Thor or, or Captain America, this basically, this series, this, the first, like I said, the first chapter is free, the, I think, the remaining ones will be 99 cents each. They'll come out weekly. Um, this connects the, uh, I think, Captain America to the Avengers movie. So it, if, uh, if if you're looking, if there's a gap, for those of you who've seen Captain America and are going to see the Avengers, and you want to know how they got from, from point A to point B, this, I think, will kind of fill in a little bit of the backstory. Uh, this is uh, written by... Eric Pearson with Christopher Yost and uh, and his art by Luke Ross. It's 
it was pretty neat little uh little first chapter i i wasn't lost having not seen those other movies they, they do reference iron man in the hulk movies as well um but it's it's a pretty neat setup the other first chapter i read was uh justice League beyond which takes place in the batman beyond universe uh in dc corner this was uh this is also digital 99 cents uh written by Derek Friedolfs and Dustin Gwen pencils by Dustin Gwen inks by uh Derek Friedolfs and this was a little weird to me that this was about 22 pages or so or 22 swipes on the screen and it was um it's not quite widescreen it's basically like if they took a comic book page and you're just looking at the top half of that page i mean each each page is a full page but it's not a full comic book page for those of us who who were used to reading comic books on on paper uh but it it uh, like i said it's it's the terry mcginnis batman uh with bruce wayne hanging back at the bat cave it, it's a future justice league with uh with a futuristic talk man and big barda and uh and green lantern and they take on the jokers and another gang which um is basically fooling around with 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 splicing genetic splicing with with animals but it's yeah. it it definitely uh it definitely feels like the batman beyond universe the 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 bruce tim type batman beyond you can i definitely heard terry mcginnis in in the few times where he actually had something to say in the issue um art was fantastic i mean it's as i said it's, it's penciled by Luke but Ross? that's when so no 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 oh. the avengers is luke ross the the batman oh, okay. and, and, and even even the avengers luke ross book was didn't look didn't look bad at all seriously ah. um I'll, I'll post some screen caps to that too but the uh you know so if and this this justice league beyond will be bundled with what what dc's doing is um because this the, the chapters are being produced digitally and then they're going to the batman beyond unlimited paper comic book that 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 well, i believe comes oh, out that's right yeah that it, it's going to be this justice league beyond and the digital batman beyond story and 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 on paper for uh i guess 399 for the 48 or so pages so i mean basically you're reading this now first via digital and then you can get the actual printed copy if if you want but I, i'm interested to see how it's going to um how it's going to be printed how it's going to be produced because the uh just because of how I'm used to reading comic books on on paper, I did get this sense that something was missing because I was only looking at the top half of a page. But I was still, you know, you were still getting what you needed, but it just the the presentation was a little off for me. Just and that's you may not feel the same way if if you do check it out. So for those of you, and I do know that a few people have have read it. A couple of people have mentioned it on the forum. So for those of you who have read the Justice League Beyond digital comic i'm um looking forward to hearing your thoughts but there you go so like i said you can get the okay. first parts of stories one free one for a buck so go for it can we just go off on a little tiny couple minute tangent well you gotta ask jason it's his turn that's what i mean yeah jason yeah it's it, good by me dude i'm gonna borrow one of your favorite words uh, uh-huh. I, I find the response to the avengers trailer baffling why what do you mean? What, what, I, I, response? I, yeah, I don't know I, what's been the reaction. I don't know. Well, from what I've seen on on the Twitter and and 
other places, the mm-hmm. response is one of awe. <coughs> okay. I think it looks like garbage. Really? Yeah. Really? I, I, okay. I've, I've, I, found, mean, I, I don't. I found like, nothing. Yeah, I don't either. It, I think I it's Really? It, yeah. Yeah, I'm the only thing, the, the only thing that I found not not laughable. The only thing I found a little off was that the the closing scene of the of the commercial was when everybody was flexing or 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 cocking back their bow or what have you. Everybody's already poised for action, and then there's Black Widow with with her little Glock, and it was just I, of all everybody I agree. who, who yeah, had looking hot though. No, I you know, and it's not even a ScarJo thing. It's just like everybody else is all big and bad, and and she's gonna at least when you watch the the Dark Knight Rises trailer or any other type of trailer, um, th- th- there was another damn. There was something else that 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 was previewed during the Super Bowl, and it was it just it felt bigger. But I mean, just just mm-hmm. just her with that little nine millimeter, just just. Well, I will say this: I thought I thought the exact same thing, but on the other hand, I mean. That kind of speaks to the silliness of superhero comics in general. Mm. I mean, we, we've we've lived for most of our lives reading stories where you have gods hanging out with mortal beings with like little blasters or guns, right? And and we accept that they're on even playing field. So, I mean, it's not like the, the movie's making Black Widow out to be less than what she is. She's a human woman that's a dope spy, right? So it's kind of hard to. It's silly in and of itself that she would ever be able to stand toe to toe. It's a with. silly visual, but it. I mean, yeah. if you know the character, it makes sense. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I just seem. What's the word? Soulless. No, it just I I I found no, nothing about that. Now th- this is may sound a, but, a little but hypocritical. As, by, by your own coming your own from admission, you haven't. How many of the Marvel Studios movies have you seen? Just You've Iron seen, Man, seen Iron Man. Man so, yeah. Okay. Oh, see, yeah. yeah, but I mean, coming from the Adventure Times, dope. That's cool. Makes sense. Coming from the dude that worships Transformers 1 to 3, it just looks, I don't know, it just looks like soulless spectacle to me. And I know it's a trailer and there's not really supposed to be a story there. It's just supposed to get you, uh, get the, the juices flowing for the movie. It didn't do that for me. It was just like, whatever. I think the Hulk looks lousy. Wow, you're a hater. I'm not a hater. And, and he is the, a hater. Now, did hater, you, hater. Now, now, are you just you're just going by the thirty second spot from the Super Bowl? Did you go to Facebook or anything? no? I saw the, the whatever they put out, like the longer ones. I saw those too. Okay, you did see those. Okay, it just All looks right. cold to me, and 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 wow. I'm just I I love Firefly, but the Whedon dialogue, uh, it pains me. We we have a Hulk. Yeah, it's see, yeah. I didn't I didn't dissect it as much as you did. I guess I, I just, wasn't dissect. Well, I'm just commenting no, on it. Maybe no, I did I know, dissect, but it. I didn't. But see, and and I know that I I'm. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that no, there aren't things where I've I've heard or I'm not going to say that I don't look at a comic book page or, or read it and not dissect it. But I didn't when I was watching it. I I guess I was just sucked into the moment. I was just I was enjoying what I was being shown. So I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't hear the Whedon dialogue. I didn't. I heard the same Tony Stark I heard in the first two Iron Man movies. I I, I can only go by what I've. I'm judging it based on the other movies I've seen, so I'm not. You're here. I'm not you know. You know. What my problem is, aside from from Tony Stark, I don't believe any of those characters are who they say they are. I don't believe that that's Thor. When I look at that guy, whatever his name is, oh, I, 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 I thought the Thor I, movie was. It's one of my favorites. Well, visually, yeah, I, I I don't believe that's Thor. I don't really? believe that. Yeah, I don't wow. believe that's okay. Captain America either. Dude, you are tough. I guess so. Yes. 
I guess so. It's like if it ain't by Kirby, I don't want to know about it. If I didn't know that this was you were going to say, I wouldn't have given you three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, All right. Well, I don't have it. Uh, my inner travels, isn't it? Uh, mute button, dude. Dude. Jason, mute. The, the mute Get button. off the mute. Get off the mute. My bad, my bad. Um, <laughs> I said my, my inner travels is not to uh, read something, but to listen to something. Oh. Um, uh as uh, as you guys know, I have a long commute each day, so I listen to lots of podcasts and stuff. And uh, to be honest, like um, I felt like my my listen my my uh, my rotation was getting a bit stale. Mm. Um, there was some pod fading of some podcasts that uh, seemed to not be around anymore. There were some that have dramatically changed their content. Let's say so, I stopped listening to them. Um, so I needed some some fresh blood, and uh, and in a way, I'm embarrassed to say what I'm about to say because. Um, I'm about to give props to podcasts that are done by by some of our buddies, so um, I'm admitting basically that I, I'm late to the to the party here. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. There's only so many hours in the day, so um, all I can say is that I'm listening now, and I want to give them a shout out. So, three podcasts of dudes that we know personally that I want to say um, give a listen. Uh, first one is um, Mr. Paul Montgomery, who is an oh, awesome guy and a writer for. Yeah, he goes by Fuzzy Typewriter. Uh, he's a blog of that name, and on uh, Twitter and the like, he's known as that. And he has the uh, Fuzzy Typewriter podcast. Um, which uh, one thing I'll say about Paul, if you've never heard him, he's he's also frequently a contributor to iFanboy uh, podcast. He's got a fantastic like radio voice, Great very radio smooth voice. and deep. So he's perfect for podcasting, uh, and he's he's uh, he speaks nice and slowly. Something that I've been accused of not doing. Um, and uh, and I've listened to a couple episodes now, and it's terrific. He has rotating uh, guests, um, and uh, the, I think the most recent one, or at least the most recent one I listened to, he talked about the movie Chronicle, um, oh. which which was cool because I really had no idea about this movie until I saw the trailers the other day. Um, and Paul is a big movie file, so um, I thought he did a great job. So I would definitely recommend that. Again, it's Fuzzy Typewriter Podcast. Um, the second one, and this is a happy anniversary, um, is to our buddy, Mr. Pat Loika. Um, Pat just celebrated his 75th uh, episode wow. of uh, Loikamania, nice. which is hosted on the uh, Comic Book Noise family, uh, syndicate, which is uh, the home of uh, DAP's Marvel Noise as well. Yeah. Um, and the thing I'll say about Pat is, first of all, I can't believe it's been 75 episodes. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but second of all, he, you know, Pat is a mover and a shaker. He knows people. Um, and so he's had a phenomenal list of uh, of creators on his show. Uh, and, and the few that I've listened to in the last uh, week or two, uh, you guys know Pat is a stickler for being positive. You know, like yes. he even gets mad sometimes when, when we get negative uh, and, and sort of uh, gets upset. And I understand that. So his show is like 100% positivity. Um, since he's an artist himself, he asks really good questions of the guys. Uh, and it was a blast. I thought um, uh, in taking a page from uh, – from, uh, I guess uh, our book on many others uh, on episode 75 he does Q&A so um, and, and the other thing I'll say about Pat is he's a humongous collector of collected editions and yes. he broke down a bunch of the collected editions that I've yet to purchase but after hearing him gush about them I gotta get them like ASAP <laughs> so mad props and then last but certainly not least and uh, and this is one that I don't know what I was thinking not listening to it before this, and that is uh, the DCB podcast, otherwise known as the Distinguished Comic Book Podcast, starring uh, ah. Mr. Zach Cruzy and Mr. <laughs> ben Teed. Yes. Uh, so that was the show of the three that I think is most like ours. I don't know if you guys have been to listen yet, but it's Ben and Zach just talking about whatever comes to them, and and like us, they have wealth of of experience in comics and love everything from. 
you know, the new 52 to, uh, to Baggy to, you know, Fr- Pim and Francie to, uh, you know, um, Frank Miller, you know, they, they, they cover it all. So, um, I've listened to the last two episodes that they've done and it's just terrific. They spent a lot of time, Vince, on episode 25 talking about, uh, meanwhile, uh, and, yeah. uh, and, and Zoroastrianism and stuff. So, uh, just great stuff. And again, those guys, very good voices, um, good friends. So their, their, their banter is very natural. Um, so yeah, so, so mad props to all three of those. And if anybody else out there is looking to refresh their, their podcast list and, and needs a, a new, uh, you know, pop culture or comic podcast or two, I would say those three should definitely be uh, worth your attention. Yeah. Well, Zach's a dirty biter, so there's no, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that, that his podcast is like ours. See, you're going to feel real bad about that because the whole time I'm listening to the episode, I felt like, uh, I felt jealous because every moment he's talking about, meanwhile, he's getting st- stuck as to what to say. And he kept saying, I don't know where to begin with this. And he was like, I really have to do this justice by having an episode where we have Vince be on and Mario and really deep delve into it. And I was like, man, he loves Vince. No, Zach's like, my boy. I love, yeah, I, I work with the guy. So. It's true. So, yeah. so there you he's go. Biter. He's a damn biter, though. Yeah. <laughs> you can't trust a teacher, man. You can. And a Ditko file. Oh, God. So he's weird. Worst. He's weird. He does love him. And Rand stuff. I know. You think he would have been an architect, but no, he's a teacher. <laughs> I guess he is an architect of sorts, right? That's true. He's yeah, an architect he's, of he's young minds. Right. That's exactly. true. All right. So, what else we got? <laughs> Still got some more time. <laughs> Do we have to go? I'm having too much fun. I, I, Aww, I, I guess you'll just have to listen to it again whenever you edit it. <laughs> You're cold, Chris. Yes. You're very cold. It's a truth. Maybe, maybe we'll hear uh, the latest episode of Around Comics eventually. Oh, yeah, so that's that. why I, well, I've got to edit it. Oh. Get on it, dude. You weren't doing both at the same time? You weren't editing yeah, while you were I know. Around? Well, you, you edit you know. that Multitask, stuff? baby. Oh, snap. Oh, oh snappity. Oh. He's got to make sound look good. Sound good. Yeah. I got to take out all the curse words. Why? I'm joking. Uh, Jason, or not Jason, David. Yes, sir. Should we we lead out on the Adventure Time theme? You want to sing it for Jason? Uh, (laughs) Well, you gather how much, how livid I am that my sons are not watching the show, right? It's awesome. I love it. And Scotty Young loves it. That is awesome, dude. I I can't believe how you, seriously, all right, no, I just, I want to know, what about it? Don't yeah, you like? I'm baffled. I find baffled. the whole thing repulsive. I mean, what? literally repulsive. <laughs> what? What about it? Dude? Like I watched it. I sat down. I'm like, all right, the boys are into it. Let me see if I can get into it. I watched, sat down, some episode where they're like in a, a hospital and yeah. this disgusting nurse that's fucking like giving giving me nightmares. Yep, yep. All on them and like you gotta it find just some made way. No sense. And then they like have to take all the candy and hide it in a in a in a castle because something's gonna come and eat it. And uh, it's just it, it it was so non sequitur, and the art was so psychedelic. I How hated you say it. That about the art? Oh no. no! I hated it. Stop oh, it! That's 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 crazy. And I didn't realize Vince that the Meanwhile guy is the one that designed the characters. Yeah, that's what he was telling Je- you, Jesse yeah. Monahan. Uh, yeah, forming, forming. Yeah, I did. Did I say Meanwhile? I yeah, meant for- you, Dude, I know I'm, you did. I know you did. Yeah, I meant forming. And it's. And, yeah. and 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 the creator Pemberton Ward. That's that's who does the voice for for LSP Vince. Ah, that's Lumpy Space Princess's voice. But um, really, no, it's, it, yeah, <laughs> so hot, bad. I'm ready for I'm you. So bad. hot. 
But just, I just know. See, and the thing is, when I, when I told Renee today that that you detest it, she says, "See now, now she's seen a few scenes from it. Like, like there was um that there was an episode a couple nights ago where where Jake. You mean Renee the human? Yes, Renee the human. She uh, and not Nanook the dog. They uh, they Jake was sick. He wasn't feeling well, and and he had and and so Finn had to tell him a story. And he's like, Jake, I'm Finn. I'm sick. And and he's like, you know, blanking me. And he so 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 Finn's like, well, where's the blanket? He's like, it's right here. So put it on yourself, dude. And he says, so he puts it on. He's like, it's too hot. Soup me. And so she's all feeling bad because Jake is 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 ill. And when I told her that you detested it. She's like, she doesn't. She enjoys regular show. She she gets a kick at it at it and whenever she's it's recorded, good taste. I know. So whenever it's recorded, because at first she was trying to say, "Well, I just watched it because you know you you liked it," but then uh, when I was showing her some scenes from 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 Adventure Time, she was like, "Oh, that's cute." But then there was an episode where they they met Ghost Princess and she could not stand Ghost Princess's voice. Oh my she's, God. Like, I she's like, "I can't hear this episode." So I was like, "All right," but I just wanted her to hear the part where they were talking about how she was moitered and. So so she she humors me by watching a couple scenes here and there, and if I cue it up, then then she'll watch it. But she's not into it like she is with regular show. But I mean, she, she finds it very hard for you. She finds it very hard to believe that you would use the word detest yeah. when describing this show because that's that's kind of, that that's on the harsh side. I mean, I can you know not like you. All I can say is it's just like SpongeBob. Like I literally, it makes me. Like angry that that that, that people like this guy show. Yeah, it's on. That's crazy. It really does. Like I'm, I literally was watching it, thinking, I don't want my kids watching this. It's horrible. That's crazy. That I don't see. I, I I'm I'm late to it. I didn't watch the first season. I just watch the reruns now. Then I watch the new episodes on on Monday nights. But I don't. Dude, we have it on disc. We play them all I, the time. That, that's saying like I. So I mean, I'm 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 late getting to it but when it's on or when it's recorded i'm gonna sit and watch it when we get home if it's on i'm gonna watch it but i i can't but i'm just i'm, I'm sucked into the whole world i mean yeah jake jake is awesome because you jake, are jake I, jake's jewish so i mean i love jake but it's it's finn is just he's i it, it's it baffles me that that there's that word yeah. at rigby and 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 mordecai who are you know self-described slackers at 23 years old they're slackers and and rigby of course is just going to do whatever he can to not work and then there's here's here's finn who tries to do right by this bubble gum and and save the day but yet you you can't stand the show that he's on i just i i don't i don't get it I, i'm trying to figure out how, how your mind works and i'm i'm, I'm I, I think yeah. jason jason's gonna say like just accept it dude uh, well, yeah, I'm gonna have to, but I'm just like I don't, I, I can't. Of. I'm trying to find the yeah, seriously. I'm trying to find the. I'm like, where's the? I I don't know where to disconnect this. I'm just I'm I'm lost. Fun will never end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <clears throat> thank you for for being here with us, Chris. You still here? I'm <laughs> Because the first issue did come out today, didn't it, Vince? Yeah, I, know, big, I, I mean, I don't want to rub salt in the wound. I'm just big, saying. It's okay. Big prop, props to Boom because, or Kaboom. That's the kid's imprint of Boom, right? Uh, the first issue of Adventure Time came out today, and at three ninety nine, the sucker sold out in a lot of places. Good for them. A lot. I mean, I couldn't get one, and uh, I wanted one, but. <laughs> 
So I guess I'm going to have to either wait for the second print because it has been, uh, I think it's announced, or it's been announced to shop owners because the local dude knew, knew that there was going to be a, a second print. Or I'll just wait for the trade, which is probably what I'll do. I want to have all that goodness in one book, you know? And then, you know what? In a year from now, Jason will be like, I, 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 I so missed the boat on Adventure Time. I love it. Guess not. Yeah, I'll say that's going to happen. It's not going to happen, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to yes. happen just yet. Yeah. We, uh, uh, how about the picture The picture he sent from the con of, of him throwing the finger? Throwing the finger at the inflatable exactly. chicken fin. We'll see. Hey, guys. We'll see. Don't worry. Thank you for being here with us. We'll be back next week. We hope you join us. And in the meantime, go out and buy some comics. Yes. Please. Yeah, go buy some back issues because that's where the hotness is. It is. That is, dude. That is. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, fine. Yeah, yeah. Just. And, if it's like three for a dollar or fifty cents yep. each, just 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 stick your hand in the back issue bins, dig something out, and see where it takes you. I just I, I, I love Wolf. finding that. I, I just, oh like like trencher like like yeah like like death blow, death blow. You know, just just that's go a scary thought, isn't see it? See what's oh generally be a Frank Miller. It's just there's just go and find old stuff. If if as much as you dig the new stuff, what's coming out now. Go back yeah. issue dive. The old stuff is better. I'm sorry, but it is. Well, we say it's better, but yeah. yeah. I mean, but we're old. So, hey, next week we'll be here. We hope you will be too. See ya. Love you. Yeah. Yeah. Soldier. Images. Millions of images. That's what I I got orgasms. I got sleep. I got all the images in it, it or whatever shit out. My power's coming, my power's coming, my power's coming. I got millions, 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 millions of images of me.